Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Uh, got my brother Bob Noon with me, uh, shortly joining us. Uh, I'm sure we'll uh, be Brother Sargidi. Um, for those tuning in, what we usually like to do right in the very beginning of the show is uh, kind of give a brief introduction of ourselves. Uh, let me do that. Let me get my brother muted here real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Brother Ravana Noon. Sorry, couldn't get you muted there. All right, greetings, everybody. This is Brother Ravana Noon. Uh, once again, on the Waking Universal Mind Show. Uh, first of all, as always, we like to give a brief introduction. Uh, myself, Brother Beniti, Brother Sar, we've walked many different paths from religious, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, to occult, OTO, uh, things of that nature, to uh, Santeria, Yoruba, you name it. We've walked it from Freemasonry to Shriner. We uh, say these things not to be worshipped or people to say, oh, shit, you guys did a lot. No, we say that only to let you know that we're not people who just speculate. We're not people who just read books and speculate on what is taught inside of these orders or mystery schools. We actually walk in these schools for our personal experiences so that we can share the esoteric meanings behind these things from within, not from without. Um, outside of that, that's it. All right. Appreciate it, uh, Brother Star, Star Giddy. Let me get him unmuted. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. No Brother Sargidi, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, brother? Peace is Brother Sargidi. And as we've and as we've stated on many other shows, I <clears throat> walk many different paths and all of these paths lead to self mastery, self understanding, self transformation. And it's all about Knowing self and experiencing self. Peace. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, kind of going to ditto my brothers. Uh, pretty much the same thing as far as the paths and, and, and the schools and the different esoteric and fraternal and secret society and orders. Now, we, all, we also want to stress, we don't bring that up because we're saying it's mandatory, and we like to say this in the introduction just so we're clear. Uh, we're not saying it's mandatory to join or become a part of any of those orders. Um, we only say that in reference to if you actually want to live the experience. The reason why we bring that up is because, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people talk about a lot of things that they read and they have no experience on it. 
you'll hear a lot of people, especially dealing with the occult, metaphysics, alchemy, they'll talk about esoteric orders, secret societies, but it's from a book perspective, and the book perspective only gets you so far. I mean, I've listened to lectures. Uh, my brothers have listened to lectures. I, I hear people talking about masonry, and most of them have never walked in a Masonic lodge. You hear people talk about OTO, the Order Templi Orientus, and most people have never even gone through any of the degrees of OTO. And what we tend to do as melanated people is write this stuff off as, oh, that's white folk stuff. But yet we really can't explain what about it is white folk stuff per se. We just get somebody's perspective, somebody's opinion on it, and we go based on that. And we can spot them and smell them a mile away. I can smell somebody right away when they're talking about something they have no knowledge of, no experience of, and you can tell exactly what book they got it out of, where they read. And it just goes to show that they're not thinkers for themselves, number one, and they're not living the experience. They're reading about it. So we want to make that clear. That's the purpose of mentioning that aspect in the introduction. Again, it's not mandatory that you become part of these orders, but don't teach and talk on them if you have no knowledge and experience other than what you read in the book or what, what you heard in somebody's lecture, uh, et cetera. So live the experience and stop reading about the shit. Uh, that's why we bring that up. Uh, step two, or rule two, this is an occult, metaphysical. We deal with black magic, ancestral worship. We're not interested in your religious bullshit. We're not interested in your concepts of Egyptian religion because we've got a lot of Egyptian Christians out here that pretend to be conscious and shit, but they're Osiris worshipers and Ra worshipers. They basically have taken Egypt and they've turned it into their new modern-day Christianity. We're not interested in that either. Okay? I'm, That's I'm not in Ra Hotep L. Yeah, I'm in Ra Hotep L. I'm a more slash conscious Egyptian coon. So we're not, and we're not interested in that. And that's what this show is about. It's about creating your own path. Um, we do not accept on any shape, form, or fashion, be clear with this, any one particular organization's ideology. We do not accept one supreme leader. It's a bunch of bullshit. If you think that there's one individual that has the answers to everything in the universe, you need to seriously seek some psychiatric help because it shows you're insecure, you're very gullible, and you're easily easily can be deceived. Allahu Akbar. Yeah, Allahu Akbar, brother. Asalaamu ham and bacon. Exactly. Um, so we want to make that clear. This is, this is an occult, metaphysical, ancestral, all, all those higher aspects. That's why we're doing this series, the third part of the series tonight, The Dark Sciences of African Spirituality, which is an aspect of consciousness and knowledge that nobody really talks about. Um, you hear everybody talking about Egypt, as we've said. But nobody talks about the deep, dark, dark magical aspects of Egypt. You hear everybody giving, again, historical accounts, uh, boosting up and pumping up the ego about how great you were back in the day. You know, everybody's on the back-in-the-day trip, and they want you to be lost in that moment. But they, none of them can teach you how to bring it up into this day and time, 2016. That's what we try to do, which is called creating the path. The other thing is we're not selling you shit. We're not asking you to buy any of us, any, any, uh, special packages or take any of our classes and none of that shit. That's not what this is about because the pro reason why is because you have to do the work yourself. Okay. So we're not, we're not recruiting you for anything. We're not asking you to join anything and we're not asking you to buy anything. What we are asking you to do is create your own path, study and learn for self and educate and teach others. That's why the show is called the wicked and universal mind. 
and again, this is for the new listeners. This is not for the people that tune in regularly. So we're not talking to you. We're talking to just to new listeners that might be tuning in for the first time. And this is why we like to do this at the very beginning of the show, just to make it crystal clear what the purpose of this show is. So haven't gotten that out of the way. I think we covered the uh, rules of engagement, the ground rules, et cetera. Um, so what we want to focus on and continue our discussion uh, on different aspects of, of dark magic. Um, let's, let's get a little bit into that because we, we talked about in the first week, we went over the Boudon Pantheon, the Patriots and the Lohas of the Boudon Pantheon and, and how some of those magical practice work. We touched on some uh, Ifa, uh, Paolo, Paolo Mayembe, Paolo Manto. We've touched on that. We touched a little bit on uh, what they call Candomblá in Brazil, which is a African form of magic that they practice in Brazil. Um, we started to talk about uh, last week, we got in a little bit to the dark magical aspects of Egypt. Uh, we kind of left off there. Um, now, most people are familiar with standard uh, information on Egypt when it comes to magic. One of the authoritative scholars, you'll find a lot of people will read Ewald's Bolger's book, Egyptian Magic, which gets into a lot of connotations, um, a lot of mantra magic, uh, spells, things of that nature. Now, when you hear these terms, and we're going to build on this, uh, when we hear these terms, spells, rituals, again, we have to say this more so for newer people, get the mindset in its correct perspective. Don't, if you're thinking of all of the negative images that come with it, all the surface information that comes with it, all the Hollywood and TV and entertainment, because when people hear those terms, they tend to think of negative things. Um, we're not talking about those things. When we talk about black magic, spells, rituals, we're not talking about uh, what the mainstream definition is. We, we're talking about manipulation of the subconscious mind. We are talking about getting the aspect of the forces of nature, whatever you want to call it. If nature is a term you need to grasp to work for you as opposed to against you. That's what one does when they align themselves <clears throat> with black magic or spiritual magic. Now, we also mentioned last week, we talked about greater black magic, which is working with the subjective universe or the subjective realm, and lesser black, black magic, which is working with the objective universe or the objective realm. Now, unfortunately, a lot of the systems that we've talked about and what most people practice, even those that think it's black magic, most people practice lesser black magic because most of the magic that they deal with or work with is working with the objective realm or the physical realm. What this show is trying to teach you is that subjective realm or subjective universe, that's the universe you create. That's the path that you create. And that's, that is entirely up to you. There's no right or wrong way. There's no rules. There's no guidelines. There's no book to follow. There's no guru or teacher that subsides over you and tells you what to do and what you can't do, your do's and your don'ts. If you want to accept the divine reality, everybody walks around in all these conscious circles, I'm God, I'm goddess, but yet they don't show anything representing that on any shape, form, or fashion. So when you're working greater black magic, that's when you really become a deity because you are creating that subjective realm. So let's talk about that, brothers, creating your own past, kind of where we left off last week. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit uh, based on our experiences, research, information that's out there, and, and kind of give the listeners where we kind of touched on last week the difference between 
uh, greater black magic and lesser black magic. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, first of all, people need to understand, as you were just stating, lesser black magic, higher black magic. Most people think they're practicing black magic, but in reality they're just practicing a uh, higher form of light magic. That's right. White magic. And what happens over time is that they think that they're really doing some extreme black magic, but it's just barely touching the surface. Extreme black magic goes into, or higher black magic goes into really bringing forth that which lays in the subconscious mind. It goes into dealing with your passions, with your lust, your desires, and how not to run from them, not to overthrow them, not to discard them, but how to actually utilize those things to actually um, empower yourself. See, in this society and in the world, we're always taught to run from things, discard it, throw it away. That's discarding and throwing away your humanity. And everybody, and I hear a cult to say all, the, all this all the time, fuck your humanity, but you can't. <clears throat> You're in a human body. You're existing in a density level that is conducive for your human body. You're right. existing in an environment that is made for you to experience life. So why would you just throw it away? No, you're supposed to learn from all your traumas, your pains, and your wounds, and you're supposed to understand them and empower yourself empower yourself through them. But we are always running, trying to throw overthrow the very part of yourself that is necessary for you to understand and experience your life, to experience right. the totality of what it means to be human, to then elevate yourself and empower yourself in this human existence. You cannot. And I state it, for you fairy tale, space cadet, floating UFO niggas, you cannot beam me up, Scotty. You cannot just turn your back on your problems and your pain. You can't just say, I'm going to ignore them. You have to learn how to empower yourself through them. And this is why higher black magic has never really gone into or discussed because people want to um, create excuses for the habitual bullshit. So you're a master occultist, but you're a fat motherfucker, right? So what's the problem with that? The problem with that is that if you really are an occultist and you're learning to master yourself, master your inner self, then why would you make an excuse for your condition and say, well, I have to die about, I have to die from something or I have to this or that. No, you are learning to empower yourself through all your situations, your pains, your traumas, and your wounds, and you use it to empower yourself, not keep making excuses to extend your bullshit and your undisciplined manners. Remember this, and this quote sticks with me every day, to really practice and master black magic, you must be very disciplined. That's correct. So, you know, we have to really understand these things and and let go of this BS shit that we always are living by. 
And one thing I want to throw in there real quick, Ravonna, before I forget, when you were just talking about black magic, very important. Uh, the difference between greater black magic, lesser black magic, most of these magical systems, or these systems of higher learning, um, they constantly teach us about becoming one with the universe, become one with nature, become one with the universe. That's not the goal of a black magician. Let's stress that. The goal of a black magician, a real god, a real deity, when I was mentioning earlier about accessing the forces of nature to work for you, for your benefit, it raises yourself up to the divine reality of this. You, you are the central focal point in deity. Your, your consciousness and its place in the universe and its, its, the potential that it has or the totality that, that it has is your objective. You're supposed to tap into that divine consciousness, which is you. So you're the sole controller of that universe. So you're not trying to blend or merge in with something which most of these philosophical and cultural systems teach. You are the control of the universe. You are the God. That, that's how it works with greater black magic on the subjective realm, not, not the other way around. Because most of these will teach you, and it's another form of religion, come one with the universe, you know. And they don't really understand the hermetic principle that clearly states all is mental, mental is all. And that's why you'll always hear us on this show. If you really want a good grasp and understanding of these techniques, definitely master the seven hermetic principles. So I just wanted to throw that in there because you actually opened that door up for it. And that's the goal of a black magician. It's none of that other white magic shit, being one with nature. It's you, you actually are separating yourself from that. You, 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 you are removing yourself from that perspective because you can't reach that wanna, height if you don't understand it. And I want to add into that, too, um, something that's also very important to understand is where the inverted pentagram originated. You know, this originated from, you know, many primal traditions, of course, the African, the Nubian, but um, the symbol... This symbol, you know, was pretty much created, you know, as a symbol of instead of you, like you said, you trying to become one with the universe, you know, you're bringing the universal energies into you and your embodying the forces as a god. This is why the pentagram is inverted. When the pentagram is not inverted, the energies are going up. You're trying to become one with the universe, but the you know, the inverted means it's coming the energies are coming down and you are the embodiment of the forces of nature. That's right. That's what I wanted to add into that. Excellent point. Brother Ron, you wanna finish what you were saying or No, you could continue. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kinda of, kinda of, we, we, we wanted to make that distinction because unfortunately people confuse the two. And this is and, and you're gonna find this out. You're going to find out, as we mentioned a few minutes early, even amongst the so-called people who claim to be conscious and into the Egypt thing, I want to stress that, um, it's just become another form of religion to them. Um, the Osirian cult, as we mentioned last week, in relation to when we were talking about uh, the dark chaotic energy, chaos magic, uh, the deity set, and, and its representation and connection to that chaos energy, that archetype energy, and how during the 19th and 20th dynasty, how that was intentionally altered because what a real black magician represents is that set, set energy. And that set energy is 
choosing to stand on your own, not being submissive to something or somebody. And when you go back and do the research on that story, you'll see the reality of it was that Seth decided to step back and fall back because he decided he did not want to follow that Osirian uh, precept, a whole Osirian cult passed down to Horus, the rulership thing. He respectfully declined. Not, not as depicted when you see later on in a lot of the mythologies that came afterward that he was some demonic force or evil being as it's depicted in the mythology. That's not how it went down. Because when you go back prior to the 19th and the 20th dynasties and really do your research, you will find out Set, for an example, was one of the most highly revered deities in ancient Egypt. He had a strong connection to the, to the underworld or the spiritual realm. He was propitated and, and highly respected where pharaohs even took on his name. The name Seti comes from uh, that name Set. Uh, where it went wrong was when he respectfully declined and decided to step back and did not want to become part of the conformist. And I'm going to do what everybody tells me, just like everybody does today. Okay, who they follow every religion, they get stuck in religions, and they do it because their parents did it, and their parents' parents did it, and their parents' parents did it. So they're basically going through the same motions and the same programming and, and the same indoctrination, the same poisoning of their consciousness. Um, Set decided he didn't want to go that route, and he clearly stepped up and simply said, Nah, uh, you know, you guys do you, I'm going to do me. Well, that didn't sit well with the Osirian cult, unfortunately. And then there, you'll find out if you research it. And really, look, there was a specific intent to demonize the set cult. Those that revered set as a, as a highly respectable deity and those uh, images, uh, stories, they were all intentionally altered. And then all of a sudden you get the depictions after those 19th and 20th dynasties uh, <clears throat> as now he's being depicted as some evil monster. So you really need to go back and do your research because everybody, it's the same trick that they did in religion. They took that same concept and took your ancient stories and they watered it down and gave you Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. They took the stories of your ancestors and watered it down. Well, this was done within Egypt and nobody wants to talk about this because everybody's on this sucking Osiris dick routine and this Horus worship. And they've taken now all these deities and they've now raised them uh, uh, amongst the, the, the same conceptual levels that Christians would do, Jesus, the prophets, etc. And as we've said a million times before, if you're looking at these deities in the same shape, form, and fashion, where they're external and you're worshiping them and you're giving reverence to them, then you're still practicing, I wouldn't even call that lesser black magic, but you're practicing lower worship on the objective realm because you're still caught up in worshiping objects and things. Um, when you start working spiritually on the subjective realm, you don't, you're, you're beyond that. You bypass that. That's what real black magic is about. Um, so that, what were you going to say, brother? I was going to say that that's exactly right because um, <clears throat> what is the main thing that uh, these religions whether it's the Asarian sect, whether it's Christianity, the main thing that these religions deal with is empowering something outside of yourself, feeding your energy to something outside of yourself. And understand something. 
the guys need you more than you need them. Let me repeat that again for you slow motherfuckers. The guys need you more than you need them. Okay? Understand why. The guys are collectively unconsciously, by the collective unconscious, created by the collective mind unconsciously of people on this planet. And majority of people felt fear, felt uh, afraid to be all alone in a planet that's floating in space and have nothing to help them when there was all these beast animals that were preying on humans, not preying as in on your knees praying, but praying as in feeding off your ass, eating your ass. They were being preyed upon by these animals that were much larger, much bigger, much more ferocious than a human being could ever be. So you understand that if you are conceived in a world where things are constantly trying to get at you, trying constantly trying to destroy you, then you would fear for your life. And if you feel that there's nothing to protect you, help you, then in this feeble mind state, we would create something that seemed to be greater than us to empower us, to give us strength to survive the ordeals of everyday existence. But that's a fallacy. And the fallacy simply is that none of these gods, god, goddesses exist. They're just archetype energies or characteristics or personality types of the best or the worst part of a human being that you can imagine. And when you understand that, you understand that, for example, Seth exists in each and every one of us. Not this BS bullshit that people will feed you and say, the fetters of set, you must control the fetters of set, which is greed <laughs> and lust and yeah. anger. No, you have to understand why set was angry. First of all, understand if you, let's say, any one of y'all listen to the show right now, let's say you were um, basically exiled from your home, and then you were isolated from your family, your friends, everybody you ever knew, and you were exiled to a private island or just some island that you had to fend for yourself. And while you were gone, you were gone, people started to slander you and talk bad about you and started to disrespect you without even never having even met you. They just heard all this slander from other people, all this gossip from people who also never met you. Okay? And then you hear all these incorrect things about yourself. You come back and you confront the very people who are promoting this bullshit. And when you promote this bullshit, you stand up. You are considered the bad person because you stood up for yourself against the slander and the verbal abuse that you had nothing to do with. But people wanted to create this mentality that you're the bad person, the scapegoat, so that they could create or continue promoting their tradition or religion or systematic enslavement of your mind by having you worship something that appears to be greater than you but never existed outside of you. So 
when we really look at this whole concept, we have to understand that when you really get into it, what is the one of the very things that are very prominent in nature that exists to this very day? You have the predator and the prey. Now, you religious kumbuns will try to exempt yourself from this discussion, but you can't because the very universe exists on that precept of the predator and the prey. You don't believe so because in your mind everything is God-controlled or the goddesses control this. But in reality, there's, there's this white dwarf stars, right? And these stars are feeding and destroying all other energy from around it, planets and everything, including it, sucking it in. Isn't that a form of a predator? Then you have... Well, well, you have to look at it, too. People believe themselves to be higher than an animal, and they, they don't realize that they're animals just as well. Well, exactly, but that that's the very nature of the stupidity of humanity. You are no greater than an animal. Only thing that makes you to seem greater is that you supposedly have some level of consciousness. But let's analyze that for a moment. In a laboratory, a science laboratory, the experimenter creates a variable, right? He he wants to measure a variable, which is the independent and the dependent variable. He's trying to determine that there's this ultimate variable and then you have the independent dependent variable, and what would determine this? So he takes the rat, he sticks the cheese in the middle of a maze, and he sets along the the maze booby traps for the rat. So when the rat goes the wrong way, he gets electrocuted and says, whoa, wait a second, I ain't going back that way. Eventually the rat figures out how to get to the cheese without going over the booby traps. Well, if we are so conscious, so high and mighty as human beings, why you niggas keep repeating the same mistake over and over and then complain about it? So how is the rat more intelligent than you when it eventually figures out not to do the booby trap, but you still walk into the same booby trap every day as a human being? You walk into the same situation every day. You have the same conditioned mind to complain about your situation when you created that situation every day. See, This is why human beings, for as great as they think they are, is still as much of an animal as they are. You may attack the person. I'll give you an example because these are always some discussions, heated discussions for human beings. But one of them is, okay, there's there's pedophiles and there's this and this and that. Well, see, here's the problem with that. You attack the person, you want to kill the person, but you're not understanding the mentality to eliminate the mentality. You'd rather destroy the person. How the fuck do you destroy something unless you understand it? This is the mentality of why these things still continue to exist. You want to know why motherfuckers continue to molest and the predator lifestyle and the prey? All this is still part of the natural animal instinct of human beings. But what happens is the mind gets twisted and perverted, and that dark side of yourself, which was never dealt with, can overthrow any last aspect that you have that you think of that you may have control over your life. Because we don't deal with that dark aspect of ourselves to empower ourselves. 
think about how power. Think about how powerful that is, and what you just stated about the mouth. Shit, nigga, I don't even know what I said. No, it's not good. <laughs> the mouth of you know these animals. They may make a mistake, but they don't do it again. And the reason that they don't do it, well, if you look at it, they don't do it again because of what? Their willpower. That shows you how strong the willpower of an animal can be. Exactly. Is where they can, they, they can program themselves to stop doing it right after the mistake. But humans will continue to do the same shit over and over and over again. And that's because humans are, are afraid to deal with the beast-like nature of themselves. They're afraid to deal with the werewolf nature of themselves, the vampiric nature of themselves. And so we make movies to make us afraid of these things or to glorify these things, but we never understand these things exist within ourselves. And so so, wait, you, so you're saying, brother, the werewolf movies ain't real, or, or does that represent an aspect of our nature well, and personality? It represents a symbolic aspect of ourselves. All right. That cool. aspect of ourselves as a werewolf is the ability to transform from human to beast in a matter of a second. But okay. it also represents the primal energy, that primal force, that ferocious power that we uh, contain within ourselves but have no control over it. Over. Now, Ravana Noon, I want to back up something you said two minutes ago before I forget. You mentioned uh, two things. You talked about you talked about earlier uh, not blaming, uh, you know, external things, taking responsibility. It's kind of, kind of something you said. And then I want to talk about something that we talked about a couple of days ago that connects to that. First, like you said uh, a couple of minutes ago, let's, let's draw on that for a quick second. Um, when you're practicing black magic or raising yourself to deity shit, whatever you want to call it, because that's what a master black magician is, dealing with the dark chaotic energy, no limitations, no boundaries. You don't blame external things and exter- you know, external people, forces, or fictitious deities for your problems. You take full responsibility. And one thing that I never hear in all these conscious circles, everybody says they're God, but as you mentioned earlier, nobody takes responsibilities for their faults. Nobody wants to address the things about them that may not be correct for themselves. And I say, and I, I want to stress the point for themselves because each person's situation is different. Um, that's number one. And I think we have to, and we've drawn that point home for a long time now on the show. We've, we, we've worded it in a multitude of ways, addressing your bullshit, addressing your trauma, addressing every aspect of your nature, not just the good stuff. The good stuff is easy. We love all the good stuff about ourselves. I'm spiritual, and, and I'm connected to this, and, you know, and I got this talent and this gift and this skill set. But we don't want to address, you know, some of the things that are holding us back. And what a, what a true black magician has to first do, male or female, they have to put a list together, and this is a self-initiation ritual, and that, in that list they have to sit and write as many things that's great about themselves that they like and be brutally honest about the second part. Yeah, what are the things? That's the, that, that's the difficult part. Being brutally honest, what it is you don't like about yourself, things you do, your habits you may not like, uh, certain thoughts that you may have that you may not like, things about your past that you may not like. I can go on and on and on because you touched on all that with the pedophile and thing because we have to understand the nature of these things, like you say, to master it, to control it, or to destroy it. And that's key. 
We don't address that. The other thing, we had a conversation briefly Sunday kind of connecting to this that to confirm uh, when, when you create this mindset that this is actually taking place outside of yourself. We were talking about the Gnostic mass of the, and you might remember as I say it, we were talking about the Gnostic mass of Order Templi Orientis, which is a central ritual that the OTO practices publicly and privately. But in that ritual, at the very end, you cross your arms and you make a statement because this is what the ritual is based on. You say, there's no part of me that is not of the gods. I want people to meditate on that for a quick second. There is no part of me, nothing. It's not just saying the physical aspect of you. There's no part of me physically, mentally, emotionally, consciously that is not a part of the gods. That's what the ritual is about. Okay? That concept, because remember, these are concepts that emanate thought, and that thought process creates a certain heightened sense of consciousness or awareness. That's a powerful statement. There's no part of me that is not of the gods. We also, we, we, I want to throw this one out real quick, and then I'll let you finish. There's also another statement we've thrown out a multitude of times on the show over the, over the last year. The, the saying that's inscribed over the temple of Heliopolis. It's kind of the same concept. It says, know thyself, and thou shalt know the gods. Let me say that shit again. Say it again, brother. Know, <laughs> know thyself. What did, what did it say? Did it say no Osiris? Did it say no Jesus, Muhammad? Did it say no this Ra? Did it say what? Know thyself. If you want to understand who these deities are, how they work, how they operate, I'm going to say it again. Know thyself, and thou shalt know the gods. So you can't understand the creator. You can't understand these gods that you talk about and claim to worship externally. You know, you hotep Negroes. You know, if you can't, if you don't truly understand yourself, the good and bad part of yourself, not just the good, because, again, we like to draw upon the good and how spiritual we think we are and how intelligent and knowledgeable and we fucking know everything and, and, and we like to pass judgment on shit. You know, that's the, that's the ego, the bad part of our ego. Ego is necessary because ego works both ways. Don't believe the false illusion that all ego is bad. Ego is what shapes your personality, good and bad. So let nobody shit you and sit there and tell you all aspects of your ego is negative because that's a bunch of bullshit. But we tend to gravitate towards the lesser part of our ego that instills false pride in us. But anyway, I want, I want to throw that in there. Let's kind of build on that because I know, cause I know you were going that route. I didn't want to forget that because Teach that's key. Right now. Anyway. Oh. Um. Let me let, let I want to really hit this home on what you just said, Benini. Let, this is this is very important right here. Um, know thyself, and you shall know the gods. Mm. Uh, then the statement before that one. This is very important because people speak about the, the principles of Tahuti and mm. all is my mind is all. But do they really fucking understand that shit? Now, see, no. here's what's very interesting, because we're going to get in that shit right now, the dark science of this. All is my mind is all. That means that there is nothing outside of yourself that is not already all. And there is nothing in all that is already not in you. So, all these deep dirty, perverted, um, destructive, and uh, lustful, greedy thoughts you may have as a human being already exist in all. What? 
Yes. It already exists in all because all is my mind is all. So if That's you right. want to separate that and say, Well no, all would just think about purity and good. Well <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to make a quote from the Batman versus Superman movie and this shit, oh, shit. This, this nigga said this shit, this shit hit home. Lex Luthor is talking to Superman and Lex Luthor says Um they say that the almighty God is all-powerful and good. But, he says, if the almighty God is powerful and good, then the almighty God, just being good, cannot be almighty. Let me say that again. That's right. That's right. How can the almighty God be good and still be all-powerful? Meaning, I just picked good that doesn't make me all powerful. To be all powerful, I have to know good and bad, according to hey, listen, traditionalist and, 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 mentality. And real quick, Ravana Nuna, validate your statement for all the Christian cones out there. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 45, verse 7. What does that quote say, brother? Why don't you refresh their memory? Uh, it goes along the lines that I created the good, the bad, the dark, and the evil, and the right, and the light, et cetera, et cetera. I don't, I don't remember word for word, but that's precisely. I'll read it for you, brother. You, I'll read it for you, brother. You expound on it. I'll be that black Hebrew Israelite reader. Yeah. Want me to read it like the black Hebrew yeah, read Israelite it, Read it like him, brother. Yell it out. Bro. Okay. Isaiah chapter 45, verse... No, let me stop. It says, it says in there, I, the Lord God, I create the darkness, I create the light, I create good, I create evil. I, the Lord God, do all these things. Continue, brother. That's right. So understand that there is no part of you that is not already, in religious terms, God. So <laughs> all these deep-down, dirty thoughts you have, all these murderers and killers, all these molesters and, ped- and pedophiles and all these things you want to claim and destroy and want to accuse and, and, and rid of and destroy already existed in God. So do you understand that when you destroy that part of yourself, you do not understand God. You only understand the part of God you choose to understand. I'm not saying that that's right. I'm not even promoting anything remotely close to that. What I'm saying is you have to understand the mentality to claim yourself to be a God. You so, Vana, no, let me ask you a question, brother. Maybe you can answer this for the people. What about all the the conscious pro-black conscious cones that sit there and spit all day? That the white man is the devil. Is that white man or devil a separation outside of that? Or no. is that also a plot of that? Oh, okay. No, you break that down for me, brother? It cannot be because the white man is that part of yourself. That is a part mm. of you. They are part of you and you are part of them. There is no separation. It's appearance. Their appearance makes it seem separate. But when you get down genetically, all human beings came from Africa. Now, all you motherfuckers want to say, well, they were created by a dog, a cat, or they were genetically spliced. Bullshit, bullshit, more bullshit. And I'll tell you why all that is bullshit. Because you have not proven and they have not genetically proven that to be true. That is all espoused by some fucking pro-radical, pro-black statement to make yourself feel more superior. So, No. You can say that, but genetically, they did come from black people, and they did in time mutate. They did in time change and alter their appearance. Now, you may not believe this is true because, see, we want to stay superior. But I'm going to tell you from example. You go up north right now. Most African Americans 
are lighter skin up there, even the dark ones, are lighter up there than they are here in Florida. You may not believe so, but when I've gone up there personally, I go up there once a year to reconnect back to my roots in New York, I see that shit firsthand. Like, overall, black people here are darker in Florida than they are in New York. Why is That's racism, brother. That's racism, brother. No, that's fact. Is called climate. Climate does affect your skin makeup or melanin content. You may not think so, but Dr. Phil Valentine, who all you conscious coons want to worship, clearly said in our show that most African Americans are melanin, they lack strong melanin content, the ones who live in a northern climate, the right. higher up northern climate. And because of that, they are getting sicker. Now, he said that himself in so many words. On this show, it's recorded. Go back and listen to it. Now, now, brother, you bring up an interesting thing. I'm, see, I'm, I'm going to play the advocate, man. I got to do this tonight. I'm in, I'm in that type of mood, brother. So mentioning what you just mentioned, I, why is it people from the Caribbean, and I'm telling you this, and if you, if you grew up up north, you know this shit, in, in New York, Philly, whatever. Why is it people from the Caribbean move from places like Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad, and all the Caribbean islands, they leave their natural habitat where it's nice, warm, and sunny, where it's conducive to their DNA, where the food is conducive to their DNA. Most of them have been there in their homelands were exposed to natural sugar, sugar cane, things of that nature, brown sugar. And then all of a sudden they move to these cold-ass places like New York, Canada, London. And then all of a sudden things go haywire like you just said. The skin pigmentation starts to change. The melanin, not just the, the neural melanin, the neuromelanin starts turning on. They change their diet. They start eating foods that are adverse to their DNA. They start taking in processed white sugars. And now you have a bunch of people from the Caribbean who now live in the Northeast in all these cold climates. Now they got diabetes and shit and all types of diseases. Let's talk about that shit. I'm just bringing that up because for those that think it's not true, well, you will find out. You should not be from the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, anywhere, and ever get fucking diabetes. Go, go I, ahead, brother. Let's let me say this down. from my experience because <clears throat> my grandmother... On both sides of my family, uh, on my mother's side and on my father's side. My grandmother on my father's side, she moved up here uh, to New York in the 30s. So she was one of the first early migration. This before many of them came after World War II. She was already here. She's a dark-skinned Puerto Rican. Uh, for all you who want to be politically correct, she's... African Puerto Rican or Afro Latino, whatever the fuck floats your boat. Anyways, she's dark skinned Puerto Rican. When she left the island, she had no history of diabetes. She had no history of any of that. My other grandmother also came like in the 50s. She had no history of diabetes, hypertension, things like of that nature. Both of them ended up with diabetes and uh, high blood pressure and heart disease while they were living here in the States and started eating more of the American junk food diet. Mm. So then they both ended up with heart disease, had heart attacks, high blood pressure, diabetes, 
it's amazing that my grandmother on my um, father's side lived to 93 and passed last year, and that my grandmother on my mother's side had like five heart, no, four heart attacks and died at 77. Usually after your heart attack, you die 10, 15 years later. She had her first heart attack, and she was only in like 30-something. She lived to 77. So they had that warrior spirit to keep fighting through, but they also altered their diets and their traditional way of eating when they got here to the States, and they both got sick. Mm. Now, we, we bring these things up because we have to understand that when you really get to the real dark energies, it has nothing to do with the color of your skin. That has been promoted and utilized to make you feel superior. But if you really are original in the first, you would not need to make yourself feel any superior, any which way, shape, form, or fashion, anyhow, because there's nothing that can destroy the fact that you're original. So what would you need to keep harping on this situation, this issue, unless you still suffer from low self-esteem? You understand, just about all you African Americans here in America have Caucasian in you. So you have to understand that all is mine, mine is all, meaning you have to understand every component of your DNA that exists within you and not shun it, not run from it, and not try to destroy it, but try to understand it. Otherwise, you will continue to suffer from what we would call low self-esteem, from what you would call lack of self-confidence. All these things will continue to manifest because you're not understanding that your existence has everything to do and nothing to do with who you are today. You are a component and an accumulation of everything from past life to today. But understand, in today's world, you have to get past the condition of skin. What am I saying? I'm not saying to eliminate or ignore what the Caucasian has done to melanated people all over the world and what has continued to be promoted through white supremacy. I'm not I'm not ignoring that. What I'm saying is that you give them too much motherfucking power. That's right. For you to be the original black man, the original god, goddess of the universe, you give them too much power to think that they have that much power to fuck with you. What do I mean so by Ravana that? So, Ravana Noon, on that same topic, is that any different? Because you see all these conscious coons giving lectures on YouTube, how the white man's the devil, the white man this, the devil this, on and on. How does that differ from a Christian that sits in church and is warned, the devil this, you need to rebuke the devil, blah, blah. It ain't, would that not? It's or is that not the same shit? Same concept, same mentality, just with a new coat, a new uh, trimming to 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 uh, put on the cake. That's all it is. All right. It's still okay. the same concept, still the mentality. It remains the same. You're still a Christian, a Muslim, or a Jew at heart. You can call yourself an occultist. You can call yourself a uh, magician. You can call yourself what you want. But if you still, somewhere in your subconscious mind, have these monotheistic systems, Within your mindset, you're still basically that which you were raised as. You have to completely do the work of obliterating that concept. Now, let me
let me also add to that while I'm on this. That goes for you Satanists, too. That's right. Because you Satanists are basically still religious. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're promoting Satan, Satan, Shaitan, Iblis, Samael, on and on and on and on and on and on and on, you're still within the confines of a monotheistic religion and tradition. You may not think so. You may not feel so. But for the very fact that I have to promote Lucifer and promote uh, Shaitan or Satan and keep promoting this and keep talking about it and then create a Bible called the Satanic Bible means that I'm still within the confines of, of a monotheistic tradition and religion. Correct. So that, this, this illness still seeps deep within the conscious and unconscious and subconscious layers of us as melanated people. You have to literally unlearn what you've learned. You literally have to get to a point where you start to understand that if all is and all was and will ever be, then you as well are, will be, and will continue to be the very same thing, which means that all does not differentiate between what is good, what is bad. Now, you could say, well, God is good, really? Then what happens to allow all the bad things to exist? When we just read from Isaiah that God creates the good and the bad, or the good and the evil, the dark and the light. See, because to be a totality, to be an all-powerful being, you have to encompass all those things. And you can't pick one over the other because the minute you do, you're not any longer all-powerful. Because you're just favoring one force over the other that makes you less than powerful. So... When you uh, start to attack a human being who may have some mental defect or have some emotional trauma or have something, and you attack them because of their behavior that extended to hurting someone else, you are attacking from a religious mind point. You may think you're deep, dark, and occultist, but you're really attacking them still from a religious mindset. Why do I say that? Because if, if you really were an occultist, you would understand the mind, the emotion, the passion behind what they're doing. In order to alleviate the situation, you would have to understand it, not attack it, not attack the person and want the person destroyed. Because if that was simple, that all I had to do was just kill and round up all these pedophiles and molesters, then why the fuck does this shit still happen? Mm. Think about that. If it was as simple as that, then all you would have to do is round them up and destroy them. But it will still continue to exist because it is a force, a frequency, and a mind, and and a thought that has permeated this planet because people have stopped being taught how to work on, deal with, and master their animal side and how to use it to empower themselves. They have been not taught these things because all you're taught about is this light side bullshit and how to be a good guy, a good woman, and how to be so caring and loving and all your human morality that has created to control you and enslave you and put you into a certain conditioned mind state and then you want to say, I'm an occultist. 
but you're fucking judging a motherfucker who you don't even understand. So how the hell can you judge him? Because you have not gone into your own dark side to deal with your own bullshit. If you did, you would understand people. That doesn't mean you condone it. That doesn't mean you cheer it on or none of that shit. That means you want to understand it to learn how to alleviate or eliminate the situation. But we can't do this because we still have a mentality of separating. Set, Satech, is that part of ourselves that has been conditioned to be the scapegoat and has been conditioned to be suppressed so that you don't empower yourself. But how do you empower yourself? Well, activate the black flame within. How do you activate the black flame? What do you do? Well, in order to activate the black flame, you have to can, you have to know how to go into the part of yourself and activate that adversarial part, that part of yourself that is considered against society. You have to learn how to tap into that dark power that is considered adverse to everything that you're conditioned to live by. You have to learn how to utilize your chakras, not just to be a floaty, lighty fairy. You have to learn how to utilize your chakras to empower yourself to become greater than you ever could imagine, not to merge back into some illusional existence of oneness, but to separate yourself from oneness. That that may sound crazy to some of y'all, but understand this. Oneness. Oneness is an illusion. Because to say that we're all the same is the greatest lie that has been espoused on this planet by religion. Which means that we're not all the same. Benidi and I have very similar characteristics and like certain things, but we're still different in our existence. So how the hell are we all the same? Okay? We have to understand these things. It's important. It's very important to understand. Now, another thing you said, we use this term. It's funny because I'm listening to you, Bill, and you said whether you were aware of it three times or not. And we all use this term, and I don't really think we know what it means. We say in order to grasp something or to be a skilled athlete or skilled in a particular subject or to take on a certain occupation or a certain level of understanding or knowledgeable aspect of something. So you have to have a what? A certain mindset. I find that shit very funny. Yep. reason why I find it funny is because we're saying the word mind and the deity set. And what that really represents when you're saying I need, you got to have a certain mindset that means standing on, you can't be, just like you just broke down, Ravana, all that being one with the universe and we're all peace and fucking love and running naked through fucking lily fields and shit, skipping, singing Kumbaya, which is a, which is a false fucking illusion. Because if you think living on the objective realm that you're going to wake up one day and the world is going to be in a state of peace, you're, you're fucking delusion. Okay. You will never obtain that, not on the objective realm. The true thing to grasp, and I'm listening to everything you're saying, the true thing to grasp is how to balance out that objective realm. For you Matt Cones, because you talk about Ma'at, and as we've said, to really grasp Ma'at and that true balancement, you have to understand a set of hermetic principles. One, first and foremost, accepts that that's an illusion. 
And one has to work towards the goal of balancing out the energy on this planet within themselves that creates that chaos and conflict. Because as you just broke down, everything you went through, addressing all these aspects of self. Once you identify, and we've talked about this numerous times on the show, then one must take the steps to correct those things. That's how you bring harmony and peace on the objective realm for self. You can't do it for anything around you until you do it for self first. So you can now get yourself in a state where you are now controlling that energy around you on the objective realm and created what you would term peace for self. But if you think that you're going to wake up one day, I don't care what level of consciousness, what school of thought, what spirituality you study, I don't care if it's fucking Buddhism, I don't give a shit what it is. If you think you're literally going to wake up one day in this lifetime and won't even be the next lifetime after we're all long and gone, if you think that there's going to be pure peace on this planet, you're fucking delusional. And you definitely don't understand what this is about. Yep. And we use that term mindset because when one takes on a certain mindset, you say, oh, yeah, you know, that brother, he's real, he's real good at figuring those things out because he's got a certain mindset. Or that brother's a great athlete. He, he, man, he shoots the ball because he, he's in a different zone. He's got – that's what it means. That individual stepped outside of the norm and the conformist mentality, and now he stands or she stands by themselves because they've taken on the mind of Seth. That's all that shit really is when you break down the essence of it. See, we don't catch that shit because all of us at heart are that representation of that primordial energy, that archetype energy. We all have the nature of set in us. Anytime we go against the norm, we said this in the last couple of shows, anytime you speak out against something, you're acting, activating the set primordial energy. Anytime you voice your opinion about something or you speak against an atrocity that goes against what's a reality in your objective universe, you understand? You activate the set energy or the set mindset. That's a reality. You're not activating those sirens because all of those other archetype energies representing conforming and following and, and, and abiding by the rules and staying within the parameters. That's what that shit represents. That's not what dark magic represents. That's not what the darker sciences of African spirituality represent. It represents no boundaries. It represents following no fucking rules and regulations. It represents not coming up under one specific individual or system or, or way of thinking or thought pattern or philosophy or dogma or doctrine. That shit doesn't exist. I hope you're listening to this because, man, let me tell you something. If you listen to the stuff that we just went through, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about people hear, but they don't listen. Let me say that again. There's a difference between hearing and there's a difference between listening. I know you're hearing everything we're saying, uh, but I don't know if they're listening, man, because we're giving you the tools now where you can step out. This, this is the key. This is the tools that one can now step out and create that, their own spiritual path. This is it. And you just gave it to them, and I'm sitting there. I mean, I'm listening. I'm not, I'm not hearing you. I'm listening to you. And the thing, the thing that's resonating through me, I listened to you say three times, mindset. Whether that was intentional or not, it's embedded in the subconscious, I don't know. But I'm listening to the terminology, and I'm sitting there saying, shit, that's not a coincidence. You're talking about what you're talking about, and you kept throwing that terminology. And we hear this shit. And we're not really grasping how, which confirms that we're not always conscious of messages that's being conveyed to the subconscious mind. 
because it's con- when you're in tune, it's constantly happening. And it feeds the conscious mind whether you're aware of it or not. Sometimes you are and sometimes you're not. But anyway, I thought that was unique. Well, um, also to add on to that real quick, let's also take another word that's related to this and break down that concept, okay? Sunset. Now, this mm-hmm. is that. Sunset. The sun is setting, and the sun gives birth to set or setian energy and time frame. Now, people will tell you, oh, well, set represents chaos and this and that. But why is it that when the sun sets, things seem to calm the fuck down? That's right. Things seem to be more quiet. Unless you live in some middle of fucking Lebanon and some shit is popping off, which happens from time to time, or you live in Chirac. You know what I'm saying? In Chi-Town, and that shit popping off all the time. But for the most part, when the sun goes down, you have more energy to go within yourself. And, brother, what about this? And, brother, but what about the darkest point of the night? Right. The melanin is at its strongest activation. Let's build on that for a second. Exactly. Well, let me tie that into this. So when the sun goes down, you as a melanated being, start to increase the internalization of your day. You start to internalize your thoughts of the day, the activities of the day. Mm. You start to bring forth that Setian mind that starts to dissect the conformity of the day, starts to dissect the... Uh, problems that you created for yourself in the day. And the Setian mind is increased. And the Setian mind then starts to be able to understand yourself where in the day you are at a constant distraction because you're constantly on the go. Cars are driving left and right. You're stopping at the light. You're this and this and that. You're walking in the whatever, and people are walking to and fro, going to school, coming from school, going to work, coming from work. Constant motion. But when the sun sets, that shit ceases to cease. I mean, cease to exist on that high-capacity level. And what happens is that serotonin that you had developed during the day, if you were in the sun for a good amount of time, converts to melatonin at night. That's right. And then your pineal gland, if it's not extremely calcified, starts to activate to begin the process for your nighttime work or nightside work, where you begin the process of internalization, of working with the primal energies, of raising the kundalini, of opening your third eye. These things take place in the night, and they prepare you for when you go to sleep. Because and I've, said, I've said this to you, brother, and, we, and we've had this discussion. I My most powerful spiritual work is done between the hours of midnight and 4 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. So while niggas is asleep, we're working, we're doing spiritual work. Exactly. And, and what's interesting about that is that pineal gland produces and helps with the DMT. The DMT is that 
natural hormonal psychedelic inside of you that allows you to astral travel, dream work, and things of that nature naturally. Mm. Naturally. Mm. So you understand that when the shadow hours come in, the evening time, the darkness, whatever fuck you want to say, when this comes in, you begin to vibrate at a different frequency. And this is when your real black magic begins to work. This is when you can, for example, right now I'm outdoors. And usually when I do the show, I stand outdoors. There's a reason I do that. And, you know, usually I can see the moon in different phases of the moon, and I tie into these things naturally. So when I speak, I speak in vibration with everything that's happening around me. In the neighborhood I live in, after the sun goes down, you don't hardly hear cars come by here. It's very quiet, and the work begins. This is when I start to do the real work. So now when I go inside to do my work after midnight, I'm charged up by the energies that the moon reflects from the sun and the stars down to me. I begin to open up my subconscious mind right now. So this is why when we do the show and we're in this these hours, 9 o'clock to midnight and thereafter, we sometimes go into a trance state while we talk because our subconscious mind is being activated during this time and it's pulling out information that's been stored there for years. So it, it opens us up for this process. Good thing to do during this time if you really want to work with this night side magic. Learn to come outside. If you have uh, a yard or something, you can create your, if you need to, you can create your circle outside. You can bring your work outside, and you'll see the difference than if you're just in your altar room. There's there's a big difference when you do the work in nature than when you do it in your room. For many of us, it's not feasible, but try it if you're able to. That's right. Go to a graveyard at this time of night. If you're able to, many times it's not legal, but if you're able to, go to a graveyard and go and sit and see what comes forth. Do your fears arise because of indoctrination of horror movies? That's right. Do you feel them surface and bubble to your conscious mind? And if they do, what is your first instinct? To run? (sighs) To hide? To cry? (laughs) <laughs> to yell, what is it that you're feeling? Now, y'all, this is some real black magic shit now. And when you sit there and you you hear these things, what do you react like? See, many of y'all don't understand it because you're afraid to do these things because of these brainwashing tactics of movies, conditioning from our family and religion. But if you go to a graveyard now, you will see where you really are at in your work. Will you be like, oh, shit, nigga, I need to get the fuck up out of here. Yo, I heard something. Yo, what was that? See, all these things, people who walked the ground floor of the Masonic Lodge understand what it's like to work in the dark. They understand what surfaces when you're sitting there 
or kneeling there, hoodwinked in front of the altar. But before that, in the ante room, and you hear sounds and noises, your mind starts to process what the fuck is going on. What is this? What is that? What is this? Your fear arises, and you have to learn how to control yourself, your emotions and your fears, and you have to learn to master that in that moment. And when you do that, and then you begin your magical work, you do your candle if that's what you need. You do your ritual that you prescribe for yourself, not somebody else gave you, that you prescribe for yourself. And you do this, you will see the difference in your work, when you try these things, you will see the difference when you go into the dark and face yourself in pure darkness. In your altar room, let's say, sit there in pure darkness. Don't light a candle. Just sit there and see what surfaces. When you and, see these and things, and Noon, I want I want to throw this shit in there. This is gonna sound crazy to what you're saying. You can do it. And look, I want to be clear before I say this. Do this in the right perspective. You want to know the most powerful thing to do and the outside is even more powerful but you can even do it in your altar room be completely nude completely naked let them balls flop around niggas that's it let them flop around let them titties loose (laughs) you will will find out self initiation especially completely in that state is, is a powerful exchange of energies now some of it might sound a little off to some people because they don't understand it but that's why this is called the dark sciences of African spirituality. Why do you think when you look at various tribes in Africa, when you, when you turn on all those indoctrination channels like A&E, uh, the History Channel, why do you think a lot of those tribes that don't connect to anything modern that has destroyed their culture, you see them always depicted as being com- just about completely new? And, and they mm-hmm. also do many of their rituals in the night. That's right, in the night. That's correct. The drumming ceremonies usually take, not during the day. A lot of times you, you when you see these A&Es and the Discovery Channels and they show these tribes and they're doing uh, drumming things during the day, that's modern-day shit. Not, I'm not saying that they never did that during the day. What I'm saying is a lot of that's modern-day shit to appease the tourists because they're trying to get money or trying to get trade. That's right. They need to survive. Many of those things in ancient times, and even, you know, pre-Columbian times and things of that nature took place in the night. The drumming ceremony took place in the night. They lit torches. They did a drumming circle, and they had drummers, in, I mean, dancers in the circle to activate the trance state. Then they did right. different rituals after that time. Many of these things always took place in the night. You have to understand this because the nighttime is when your black flame is activated. That's when the Shakti or the Kali Lilith principle activates in you. And this is when the Kali Lilith principle is activated in the male, the male being as well. The masculine has to start to understand the feminine within itself. In the dark, you're able to do that. Maybe because some of y'all niggas can come out the closet in the dark. That's another story. Though. However, <laughs> what I'm saying is that in the dark, you start to be able to feel that energy more. It also helps if you got a nice fat ass to squeeze, but that's a different story. However, you are able to tap into that because there's nothing to basically uh, not distract, but to 
conform you. Because what I'm saying is during the light, all our conforming mentalities are more broadcasted because of what we see in society. That's right. In the night, you're able to work with that, raise the red serpent within you. And that red serpent is symbolic of that Kali, that Lilith, that woman or feminine energy that has to be activated within every being, whether you're male or female, it has to be activated to work with this dark spirit, dark science, dark energy. You cannot right. do the work until you understand that part. Brother Benidi understands this because Brother Benidi did some work with Kali recently, and he felt that dark energy of Kali empower him in ways that he never felt before that time. That's right. Why? Because when the dark is active, the feminine energy reigns on a planet Earth. This is why the woman has always been symbolically connected to the phases of the moon. Her cycle, her menstrual cycle, is connected to the phases of the moon. Okay? So all feminine energies dominate in the night. This is why predominantly, now this may sound funny to some of y'all, but if you think back to some, you brothers, if you think back over time, most of the time, your mate your woman, your side chick, yeah, some of you niggas got side chicks on front. Your side chick always wanted to have sex. It was predominantly usually at night. <laughs> Why is that? Because that's when that feminine energy is at the most powerful. And a man's energy is seems to be at a higher peak in the daytime. Damn, bro, you and, make me want to call my side chick right now, bro. Yeah, that's right, brother. So that... <laughs> During the daytime, this is why a dude always wants to have sex with a woman during the day, and she's always like, nah, nigga, <laughs> wait till later, okay? <laughs> Y'all got to understand, because I've, I've, I've experienced this for years, with, you know, during my experiences with women. It, this is a, predominantly a lot of times they wanted to do it at night, and this is because that feminine energy is reigning supreme. This is why a man at night can activate the feminine energy more. And when you understand that, you understand that as a man, you have to, not in a religious, docile, um, controlling way. What I mean by what I'm about to say is that you have to submit to the feminine energy. Not be a bitch to it, okay? Not a little, little sissy boy, okay? That's not what I'm referring to. What I'm saying is, you have to learn to submit to it, much like when you see Shiva and Shakti depicted. Shiva is laying in a paralyzed or unconscious state where his body seems to be immobile and Kali seems to be in control. If you That's understand right. this, if y'all understand this, you understand the dark sciences and the dark energies we're talking about. Okay, we can even uh, let me let me bring it back because we're in Africa right now. So let's bring it back for these conscious coons, right? Because we got to bring it back, brother. So let's bring it back. <laughs> Geb and Nut, is that better for y'all? Good, very good. Let's go, right? Yeah. When you look at Geb, Geb is laying underneath Nut. Nut is the 
active principle and Geb is the passive principle in that depiction. Now, Geb, so people that might be lost, Ravon, and just so that, for those that may or may not know, as as you know, the reason why you're saying it, the image you're depicting, if you haven't seen it, make sure they're clear, because Nut is a representation of the sky and right. Geb is a representation of the earth. Hmm? All right, just, just so we, we have that in there, make sure we're following it. So many times you'll see Geb in a passive state with an erect phallus. And you'll see Nut arching over him. This is the active principle of Nut. The, the passive principle is Geb. He is passive to the activating energies of the feminine force. And what's the term that we use when we, when we ejaculate? We want to bust a what? Nut. Nut. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm following. Go ahead, brother. I'm That's following. too deep, brother. That's too deep. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, nigga, buzz. I'm a buzz. Now this nigga want to wake back. Hey, oh, hey. Wake hey, up. hey. Look who's back. Himself. Oh, look who's back. Yeah, Barry he just wait. Where, where, So he woke up. Where the hell you been? Where you been for all this time? That nigga been... No, I've been, I've been listening, nigga. I've just been washing clothes, nigga, shit. That nigga been spanking money. <laughs> <laughs> spanking that head all night. Hey, he wants to hey, gotta, he gotta wanted to let these when we talk about hey, Got a mo- got a multitask, niggas. Yeah, you multitask. <laughs> one hand, you one hand with the detergent in in, in, in the in the uh, washing machine. The other hand, you you spanking that monkey. Anyway, and you know you just, you know he just you know he just sat down and had like a massive pork dinner and shit, and he got the itis now. Yep. <laughs> Want to come on? You notice how this nigga timed. Kind of when we're talking about nut, right? Nuts, nuts busted nuts. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Damn niggas, boy, I tell you. Anyway, so. Busted that nut. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Nigga, time to burn. But anyway, to continue, now when you activate this energy and you learn this principle in the dark, you're able to then understand the tantric principles, okay, of Shakti and Shiva. Nut and Geb, right? You understand that the world over, you see this depiction usually of the woman being an active principle and the man being in the passive principle. This helps activate that dark primal energy within you to allow the red serpent, the, ma- the feminine energy, and the black serpent, the masculine energy, to arise and harmonize and activate the different levels of your chakras. Then, once you do this, begin your magical working, whether it's you have an intention, whether it's figuring out whatever you're trying to figure out, whether it's working on your subconscious mind more and you're using the pentagram and using a circle in the pentagram. Whatever the case may be, when you are doing this, you'll see the difference than when you do it during the day, okay? I practiced during the day, and I've done it at night, and I can see a profound difference. But you all Big have time. to practice and learn for yourselves. Don't take it, our word for it. Do it for yourself, okay? Big difference. Big and difference. Big difference in nature in the nighttime and the daytime. Big difference in nature. I'm, like I said, I'm standing outside right now in front of my house. All these You're butt cats, naked, right? You're butt no, naked in wait. the front door. Shit, right, I'd be locked up quick. But anyway, right now, I see all these cats walking around. These cats were not here during the day. 
all of a sudden, every cat in the, in the neighborhood wants to be out and about. Now, why do you think they're out and about, brother? <laughs> Two things. They're either hunting for food or hunting for some booty. One or the other. Well, they're, not, they're nocturnal, and we know that. Yep. Nocturnal creatures and they're predators, a lot of them. The so freaks come what, out at night. Yep. The freaks so come wait, wait, out wait, wait, at wait, night. I just, I just caught something. If they're nocturnal, hold on. I don't know, correct me, because I'm stupid. I don't really know anything. Correct me. If they're nocturnal and our powers and higher states of consciousness are activated in the peak hours of the night, are we, too, not predators? We are predators, and we are nocturnal creatures by nature. We're diurnal in the fact that we work during the day, do a lot of things during the day, but a lot of times we are more nocturnal than anything else. Because those who understand the spirit sciences, those who understand how the neuromelanin works with the pineal gland to help produce the DMT, understand that this takes place mostly at night. Most shamanic journeys took place at night. They weren't fucking in the middle of the hood during the day, fucking shamanic journeys. They were in the nighttime in a, you know, an enclosed place or even out in nature. The pimp, um, and you know, the, the pimp, the pimp get, gets his hoe out there at night. You that's know? right. Because and get that fucking money. The well, what do they call? But the think about this. Name. Think about ladies this. Ladies of the night. There, there you go. That's what I was just gonna say. They call them ladies of the night. You hear the other term, creatures of the night. You hear all. You hear all this terminology. But we're always taught that this stuff is negative. Look, man. People wanted this information. That's why we. That's why we said this ain't. This ain't. It's not for everybody, and we know that. We're not saying that everybody's going to correlate to this. Most of your light-siders and your goody two-shoes and your, and your people that are still thinking that it's about good and bad, right and wrong, these are the people that are not going to grasp this. And, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But I, before it gets late, brothers, because I didn't realize it was already 1030, yeah. um, I think it's time we, uh, unless, unless there's anything else we want to add to this, but I think it's time we should go to the phone we got a bunch of comments and questions online, which I think are interesting. Some funny. My boy Jagger Sue's on there typing in some funny shit earlier. We're going to read that. Right. Um, uh, if, you, if you brothers want, I think we should do that next. Let's go. Let's, let's uh, take some questions and wrap it up with some questions and some calls. By the way, man, I'm not, I'm not appreciating this draft, man. I'm not liking this draft, brother. we got to yeah, talk about that after the show. I'm not, like, I'm not liking it, man. I ain't suck late an egg again on this draft. Anyway, See, we're, mo- we're yeah, we're multitasking too. You ain't the only one I saw. We're watching the NFL draft, <laughs> and, and and we're doing the show at the same time, man. We got we got ESPN. We got a party going on over here. We're I'm doing the show. You're not supposed to do that, brother. That's not spiritual. That's brother. evil. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you know, football is evil. The white it's the white man's indoctrination. Well, I'm gonna be white man indoctrinated tonight because I'm watching the motherfucking well, you, NFL well, you, draft. Or you got the other way around. You know, white people got that from us, brother. You remember the old mix was wearing football helmets, brother. Yeah, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> what, 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 what is let, me, let me ask you a question. Now. What is this? What is it? Man, I can't stand those coons again. A white man took that from us. Yeah. Oh, SpaghettiOs? Yeah, the white man took SpaghettiOs. Oh, Chef Boy RD? Really, brother? Chef Boy RD was a black chef back in Africa. And what they did, brother, was they wanted... I, I just I can't deal with that shit, man. I just I ain't got no patience for that shit. And be man, like, that shit just sound like, like, be like, hey, originally King James was a homosexual white man. Now, oh, King James was a black man. Of course. Yeah. Well, see, see, when you can't explain something, just say that it was originally a black man. Because they now you ain't got to explain nothing. 
So real just, quick, real just, quick before you take the call, now that this this uh, late comer over here named Asar one broke said about homosexual, real quick, for all those out there and curious, right? <clears throat> most of the population that considers themselves to be gay or homosexual are really holy shit, big ass motherfucking raccoon looking at me. Anyways, for <laughs> most of the population. <laughs> Um, that consider themselves to be homosexual or lesbian. Most of you are not that. I'm sorry to break your feelings, hurt your feelings, but most of you are not that. Most of you are, are hormone sexual, meaning your hormones have peaked and you're horny as fuck. And because you were hurt in the past by a man or a woman, you seek uh, gratification sexually from the same sex. Okay? What do I mean by that? A real... Uh, uh, oh, brother, brother, you over Oh, I hear that door. I hear that door. Oh, I hear that door cracking over, man. Hold on. Hold on. I hear a that door. Somebody kick that door down. A woman. A re- let's say it again. A real lesbian loves a woman. Okay? She loves a woman. Which means that for a lot of you lesbians that are with, with these studs, you still want a man. Psychological. I never understood that. I never understood that, man, why you yeah. see a fine. Psych- I, I understand it now. She still wants a man. Why? I mean, I could, I could get it if it was two fine ass women. You understand, two fine ass women yeah. together. All right, I get it. Then, then, then it makes sense. But why is it, man? Like you just said, there's always that one. You see that everywhere you go, man. Yo, that shit is crazy down here too. Now, everywhere yeah. you go, you see this fine ass female, and then there's this female that basically wants to be a dude. Got gold fronts in her teeth. Her pants are sagging. She got cornrows in her hair. And 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 you, to prove your point, and you're kicking down a door that some people don't want to address. To prove your point, like you said, psychologically, that female wants a man, but because she's been hurt or scarred in the past, because of some previous relationship, some incident, now they've found an alternative. Now, when I see too fine, you do see the other aspect occasionally. You see two fine ass yeah. women together. Those those are per- real lesbians. There you go. I just want to make that shit clear because I know yeah. if there are people listening. That might be in that category. Don't you know? Just want to make sure we clear. We're not. We're not saying we hate y'all. Cause fuck it, y'all can lick what the hell you want to lick. I don't care less. Now the the Power point to the is lesbian. the the point is that if you still have this psychologically, you still desire a man. This is why the female that you're with is a symbolic, dressed, acting, walking and talking like a man. The only thing she yep. lacks is a penis. But you really still desire a man. I bring this up because a real homosexual or lesbian is, in truth, more um, powerful than you think. Most of are not the real homosexuals or lesbians. Most homosexual lesbians in Africa were considered gatekeepers. They were the gatekeepers of the spirit realm. They were the protectors of the spirit realm from the human realm to the spirit realm. They were Are you going too dark, brother? It's too dark. It's too much yeah, dark after this. They were the intercessors between the realms, okay? And in time, they got displaced from their, lack of a better word, job in this world. And when people are displaced from their job in their world, they have, they're going to find alternatives to still survive and exist, okay? For more information, check out Gatekeeper, gate, not gay, gate, like G <laughs> Gatekeepers by Patrice Malitome 
soulmate, okay? Check it out. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> book. And uh, even Credo Mutua, uh, <laughs> Credo Mutua goes into this fact. Yeah, Credo Mutua is real good. And Credo Mutua, for those that don't know, because people, everybody knows who David Icke is, David Icke has interviewed him uh, several several times. Uh, but if you go outside it, because most people are talking hour, about Credo Mutua. Six-hour interviews at that. Six-hour right, interviews. Right, right. But that, that's where most people know. But if you actually go look, like Brother Ravana Noon is saying, if you actually go seek his specific workout, um, it gets in-depth in that when he talks about gender, homo- homosexuality. It's not what you think it is. And this is another dark side to the ass. Well, since, well, since and, and since the brother kicked open that door, you know, <laughs> my good brother, you, <laughs> you know, you're taking a lot of hate. Trust me. But, uh, fuck that. But let's say this, but I want to be clear on this and, 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 and in no shape, form or fashion. It's it's that's not the case, you know. But like you say, brother, so I can come off like that to those that the unlearned could take it that. Now, if you go back and listen to previous shows we did, we made it crystal clear: in no way, shape, form, or fashion does your sexuality have anything to do with your spirituality. In the sense, it doesn't make you less or more than anybody. Each you still have the same potential as the next person to read. Because we had one dude. I, I mean, I can't remember what show it was, but it yeah. was sometime last year. We got emails, and it pretty much brought the dude to tears of joy because we he had asked the question, you know, since I'm homosexual, does that mean I can't obtain these high, higher states of consciousness? And we told him, absolutely not. It has nothing to do with it. So we want to make that crystal clear. We're not, we're not, we're not projecting it in that sense, and there's no we're not, and we're not, And we're not, you know, judging you know, people who live that lifestyle. Right. But what, what, what we're doing... A, is we're breaking down the science of what you really were, what your purpose was on this planet, exactly. what power you really contained. Not in this modern-day form, this modern-day set uh, pattern that was created. No, we're talking about your original powers, your original purpose. You were more powerful than you could ever imagine. What we're trying to address is the fallacy that everybody's gay nowadays or bisexual or lesbian and all these that's a big that when usually that's just an experiment and a fad. In time, and when that right. dies down, when that dies down, you will see who's really who. I know a, a personal, personally, I know homosexuals and lesbians who also have complained about this fad of all these people claiming that they're this or that, and they, they, they will tell you personally, they know most of these people are not really that. Because most of these people weren't there for the struggle these people went through to get where they're at today. And when that time's come for the for the struggle to continue for them, most of them niggas who claim that shit are gone. Backsliding, moonwalking, and, doing and a bus stop and everything out of there. And I want to, you know, before you move forward, all I got to say, I, I, I love pussy too much, man. That's that's, that's <laughs> one that crystal clear. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. But I, I want to add into that, you know, it's a very interesting topic. I've spoken about it before, and it's very interesting when you do the study. See, and, and let's go to the history of this country. Originally, homosexuality was considered a mental disease. It was. That's right. Early, early off in this country. And, you know, and the reason why, of course, it was considered that is because 
there was a lot of things that, you know, these Puritan-minded Europeans weren't understanding about the mindset of people who live this lifestyle, so they wrote it off as something evil. But pretty (laughs) Right. Now, what's interesting is they do have the research and the studies on the different mind types in this form of sexuality, but they're not making it public, you know, and the only reason they don't make these things public is because, you know, of socialism and things like that. They want to make everybody happy, everybody feel comfortable, that type of shit. But and not and not saying that not saying that it is a mental disease. Understand this. Carl Jung, you know, one of the greatest psychologists of our time, <clears throat> he explains that there's two parts of the psyche called the animus and the animus. And um, Are you saying anima like that you stick in your ass? Is that what you're saying, brother? <laughs> no, nigga. <laughs> anima, <laughs> animus. And these two parts of our psyche represent the masculine and the feminine. Now, what happens in this country or any other place a lot of times, or I just speak about here. Like, we have a lot of people walking around there claiming they're gay, they're this, they're that. But you can see the imbalance in the mentality. And what I, and this is going into psychology. You know, if you, say, if you are a man and you do your best to try to be extremely a woman, that's showing an imbalance in your psyche. You're trying to make up for something that's not there. So you extremely go to the feminine because a lot of times maybe you didn't have a connection with your mama, you know, or the female energy in your life you never just had a relationship with. So you try to compensate for that by being extremely what they call um, flaming today. Real quick, to interject, and I want to wrap it up so we can take some calls, but real quick to interject, how much of this is possibly, and I say possibly because I know not all of it, and I do know some of this is attributed to the fact we've talked about androgyny and androgynous. We've talked about dual sex gender beings, and we've mentioned mm-hmm. before in the past, Hank Ankenaton, who obviously, when you do the research, you find out was an androgynous being slash hermaphrodite and had the genetic makeup of both genders. Now, how much of this is a manifestation, a byproduct genetically of tapping in to that androgyny, that androgynous, uh, as far as dealing with not being maybe to correctly identify with an individual's uh, sexuality? Because as we've said before, everybody gets an agenda and shit, and everybody's talking he and she. But what people fail to realize is if we if we want to sit there, because you know all these conscious coons like to talk about first and original and this was first and this this and that, but they never talk about scientifically. It is a fucking fact. I don't care what culture you go into. I don't care how you try to promote it. We know scientifically the first human life form that walked on this planet were androgynous beings, and nobody wants to well, the talk. proof. Well, the proof is even in psychology. They even show, like I mentioned earlier, the animus and the anim, the animus and the animus. The pretty much the psyche is androgynous in nature, and ah, th- this is and, and 
this is what I'm speaking about. Like when you see somebody trying to be extremely masculine, and this is just has nothing to do with homosexuals. This is for heterosexual people too. But when you see somebody trying to be extremely masculine or extremely feminine, it's showing an imbalance in their psyche. They're trying to compensate for something that's not there. True. You know, and, 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 and studies have proven this. You know, people can do their research on it. Studies have proven that most homosexuals who have gotten, people who claim to be homosexuals that have gotten therapy, have had some type of trauma in their life with the opposite sex that geared them toward being that. I'm not saying that there aren't homosexuals that are naturally homosexual. I'm not saying that. But for most part, most people get trauma and they choose to neglect the opposite sex out of fear and things of that nature. So they run from it, you know, or, 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 or the woman or the gay woman, that was tra- traumatized by not having a father, so she spends her whole life trying to be the father that she never had. Yep. Tr- Shit days. like that. And two seconds. You know, this is when this is you when you get deep into the dark side. Two, two <laughs> seconds before you take a call, brother Benedi. Two seconds. Great. Remember the movie Stargate. Yes. Why was Rod depicted androgynous? He was androgynous. It was a he. It was a. It was a male with very feminine looking, not just yeah. physically, but characteristically. When you go into the furthest, most ancient records and stories of Ra, Ra was always an androgynous being. And and one only has to look right near modern day Hindu culture. When you look at even the modern day depictions, we know they were originally dark Africans, as we talk about Kalima, which the word Kali means dark. But even when you look at all of the depiction of your Hindu deities, even the men look feminine with a lot of feminine energy, characteristic features. You'll see that it's always depicted in these ancient cultures, androgyny. You'll even see it again, Ankonkanatan, when you go look at the depiction, of, you see the broad face of a man, but a very curvaceous body of a female. And he's always drawn and depicted with very curvaceous hips. It's science of this, man. Like I said, we're talking about, we're taking it back to the essence. This is not your religious bullshit, dogma, et cetera. But anyway, let's go to the phones. I know we kind of, you know, extended our time, but sometimes we get rolling on this stuff and, you know, we just kind of flow. Yeah, we, I, think, I, think, I think we kind of cut deep tonight, brother, because, you know, we cutting into sexuality. That's something people don't talk about, shit. Well, I know it's a black man's God, brother. Black man's God. That's all that matters. Black man's God. The black woman is God, brother. Yeah, when you don't know something, just say that. That's it. They just get you out of everything. Just say that. I'll see if we can pull up a few calls. Uh, I'm working off of a tablet, so it's not easy to touch these buttons, man. I'm lazy tonight, so I'm on a tablet. So hold on. Just give me a second. It's not as easy to get some of these calls in. Hold on one second. I'm evil for working off of a tablet, but yeah, you're high tech. You're high tech and evil, brother. All right, we got a call on the line from New York. New York, you're on the call. Do you got a question or a comment, New York? Anybody there from New York? What's up? What's up, York? What's going on, brother? Ain't nothing. I was actually just listening in. Um, I would say okay. I have a comment. I, I would say that uh, I just commend y'all brothers for, for having a heart to explore. Um, you know, African spirituality and, you know, the the, the basic concepts and uh, right. principles, you know. 
Um, I heard right. I heard you guys mention uh, that the seven uh, universal laws, the, the hermetic right. laws, which is something right. I've been studying as far as uh, reading the Kabbalion and things of that nature. Uh, you know, th- th- that those teachings are like the keys to everything. So Big time. You know, it, it was just very uh, appreciative to hear you guys mentioning that and just delving into those uh, universal principles and laws, which is very necessary to understanding everything out here that, that you know, we, we come across in, in, our, in right. our conscious, uh, you know, walk. That's right. And I'm glad you said that, brother. Now, again, I don't know how long you've been listening. Uh, not just, I'm not just talking about tonight. I don't know if you've, uh, how, long, how many shows you've listened to. We've always said that, and, and the seven hermetic principles is key because obviously, you know, when you walk around today, and I know you're in New York, so I know you see, and that's where we're from, and we're there, we're there constantly back and forth, even though we're in Florida now. But the, the thing you'll see, everybody's on this mat kick, and we keep telling a lot of the conscious community, you can't un- really truly understand my act if you don't understand the seven hermetic principles. That's, that's just bottom line fact. Because these higher states of spirituality that we're talking about tonight, the doctrine of vibration, the doctrine of polarity, the doctrine of gender, and obviously the first and most important one, always mental, mental is all, to understand these higher states of spirituality, if you can really grasp that, and we, you'll hear us promote that on shows going back from day one. We always, that's the starting point. We always recommend people to go to when they want to understand, for lack of a better word, with so everybody could relate it the spirit bro um and it's key, it's key so i'm glad you made that comment and it just kind of validates what we're saying and again we don't want anybody including yourself or anybody listening to the show to accept anything that we're saying we want you to create your own path and figure it out for yourself see that's the part that comes in where a lot of people get lost because we tend to get stuck in this rut where we want everybody to do it for us we want to go to a lecture or read a book and we think that that's going to just completely unlock the key to get us where we need to be. So we, we, we say what we say, not, not because, it, you know, people are going to agree and disagree with some things, but the point is if we can spark the intellect to motivate people to do the research for themselves, number one, and number two, to live the experience. And when you're making a comment like that, you've obviously lived the experience because based on your comment shows, you know, the perspective that you're looking at. But I, I want to add into that, you know, Brother, it's something that's very important that we do is we make people think about shit. As 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 people who have this chaos spirit of sex, we don't just accept the mold of the program. You know, we make people think about shit. We throw shit out there on purpose so people can actually think on shit and be like, well, maybe, you know, you know maybe let me look at myself to see, if I'm totally me or am I being somebody else's program? Yeah, you get you know, careful not to just regurg- regurgitate stuff you heard, right? Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's yeah, you know, it, yeah, you know, are you truly being who you are or are you living under another man's program, you know, or program belief systems and things like that? Do you challenge, do you challenge the shit that's in your mind? That's, that's right, though. That's right. Good point. And that, yeah, anyway, brother, that, that's when you that's when you've really reached any sort of real true consciousness, right? When you can actually objectively think about the stuff that you believe in and question it, right? Yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's right. I mean, what what's the you how can you really grow in consciousness 
when you don't question the program that you have inside of you. That's right. You know, if you just go along and say, this is who I am, and I, like I said, I spoke, I, I spoke about this on older shows, but, you know, I've asked, I've asked, I've spoken to brothers, you know, and I ask them a question, and they give me some type of spiritual, philosophical answer that they heard from somebody else. Like, they, they don't answer from themselves. They're answering because it's what they heard from somebody else and what they chose to accept. So they're not really quite, you're not, people aren't questioning the shit that they're in. They're not questioning the program. They're not questioning why, why should you go off into a mountain and fucking meditate all day and, and have no sex and live, not live a life. You know, that's well, I won't be shit. doing, I, I can assure you, brother, so I won't be doing that shit anytime. So. <laughs> <Just so you. laughs> Brother, you're not gonna give up sex, brother. <laughs> nah, hell no. That shit's not happening, brother. Uh, yeah, you happening. know, you gotta do what some of the Buddhists do: cut off your dick so you won't have sex, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So not nah, not happening. But anyway, brother, we definitely we definitely appreciate your call and your comment. We definitely, we definitely appreciate you listening, brother. All right, for sure. This is my first time tuning in, but I'll definitely be tuning in in the future. Most definitely, cool. Appreciate it, brother. All right, peace. All right, so let's. Uh, we got some interesting uh, comments online. Let me go to the end. I'm gonna flip back and forth. There's a lot of comments tonight online. I'm gonna try my best to get into them. They type them like crazy tonight. Uh, let me scroll up. Uh, Steve Wilkerson, 50 man, who's a good loyal, loyal in the sense that he expresses his uh, feelings, and we appreciate his feedback. I'm gonna read a couple of his comments uh, from earlier. Uh, it says earlier, from what I've researched and studied thus far, we must go through the dark to get to the light, most definitely. Um, and we have Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum on. Oh, I won't make another announcement in a couple of weeks. Uh, this should be a good show. Interesting. We're going to have Dr. Alim Bay and Brother Panic here together. Uh, that's going to be in, that's going to be in two weeks. Going to be here. Uh, so be here at five in the morning, brother. Yeah, we'll be no, no, no. We ain't gonna make sure that shit ain't gonna happen. <laughs> um, matter, matter of fact, this past Sunday and the Sunday before, uh, me and me and Dr. Allen Bay did a lecture at the same spot. He was a guest at my lecture, and I was a guest at his lecture this past Sunday. Um, so we linked up, and uh, we had talked about a few things. Now, again, I want make I want make this clear. We and we said this, and you can go back and listen to this on a multitude of shows. We don't we don't bring guests on. Because we agree with everything they say. I just want to make that crystal clear. We don't, and that's why I said in the beginning of the show, we don't promote a specific ideology. We bring guests on the show so you guys can get a perspective of what's out there. Okay, we've had, as I've said in the past, we've had Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum's been on the show several times. Dr. Phil Valentine's been on the show. Uh, Dr. Delvin Blair, you know, rest his uh, soul. Uh, we've had Dr. Jude Pukram on the show. Um, I know, Mr. Uh, Dr. David Emotep. Seems like we always have doctors on this motherfucking show. I don't know what's going on with that shit. But um, we've had all these scholars on, all these elders on. We've even brought European scholars on the show. Scott Allen Roberts, who wrote The Reptilian Agenda. Um, we've had a couple other European scholars on the show. And I plan on bringing some more European scholars on the show because they're saying the same things about Egypt. Now, we're doing that, and we've had Brother Panic on the show uh, several times. 
we're doing that because we're not, again, not because us brothers believe and accept everything that they teach. I want to make that clear. That's not why we bring them on the show. We bring them on the show to show that we have an open perspective and view, and we want you guys to also hear what they're saying so you guys can come to your own conclusions. Now, don't, don't have guests on the show and accept, just like Brother Saul was just, was just saying, you know, question anything and everything to the point for yourself so you can raise yourself up to a clear thought process of where the information and the knowledge is gone. So I just wanted to say that, but we will have uh, Dr. Aline Bay and uh, Brother Panic on together. Uh, that's not going to be next week, but the week after that. So definitely might want to tune in for that. That should be quite interesting. But C. Wilkinson makes a good point. You have to go through the dark to get to the light. Very good. Because most people, these light side are Negroes. Everything is coming to the light. And you heard Ravonna Noon break down earlier. Most cats ain't never set foot in the Masonic Lodge. And your most heightened states of spirituality was when you were in the darkness blindfolded. The intellect started rumbling. When you heard noises, you were trying to process what's that noise, what's that movement. And not only that, when that mind power kicks in, you can sense body motion and movement, even if you can't see it. So very, that's a good comment. Appreciate that. Uh, also, he states later on down, this is important, where I am at right now, I have a lot of dark shit that I need to clean out, and doing this work will afford me to do that, and it's a long journey, most definitely. It is a long journey. Uh, another comment, we go down, Seth Atta had typed this in earlier, and uh, when we were talking about uh, people in the uh, Caribbean, if you weren't too tuning in earlier, people that moved from the Caribbean to the United States, uh, when their diet changes, they come out of their natural habitat, live in a different climate. It affects their melanin. It affects the central nervous system. It affects the, the processing of the neuromelanin, as we talked about earlier, the poor diet, the processed white sugars, et cetera, things of that nature. You, now you have a bunch of people from the Caribbean living in America in cold parts of the country uh, suffering from various different diseases, diabetes. And like I said before, if you're from the Caribbean, you should never have diabetes. That's, that's just a bottom line fact. So the very fact that you've, you've, you've gotten that, and you'll find most people in the Caribbean have gotten that from here in the United States of America, uh, that should never happen. Um, so he had typed that in earlier, how the American influence has, has pretty much corrupted, in the sense, uh, certain aspects of certain people. Remember, everything in moderation. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phone. We'll go back to some more comments online, uh, see if we can grab a few more phone calls. Uh, again, if your phone is muted, please take your phone off of mute because when we call you or access uh, or have you in the queue and your phone is muted, then we're not able to hear you. So please make sure your phone is off mute. All right, so let's go back to the call, uh, the phone line, and we have a caller on the line. Hold on. Let's put this tablet again. Page with me. Hold on. We got a caller on the line from California. California, you are on the call. You got a question or a comment? Hi, I don't. I don't have um, a question. I listened okay. live um, tonight, and you know, listened to what you guys had in the archive for the other night. So good showing, good topic to keep reoccurring on. Mm-hmm. Okay, appreciate it. And I know you sound familiar, sis. So I know you pretty much listen frequently. We definitely appreciate yeah. your support. Pretty super frequent. So um, yeah, keep it up, guys. All right, we appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's see if we go to another call. Uh, we got a caller on the line from. Get used to this tablet, man. 
Uh, Michigan, you're on the call. Do you have a question or a comment? Michigan. Yes. Hello again. Hey, hello. How um, are you? Good. Um, I have a question in regards to keeping things consistent when you're um, tapping in and bringing things, like manifesting things into your life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard for me to not go back to, okay, I got to pray when things are not coming through, if that makes sense. Right. Because no, no, it makes complete sense. But I sense. know better. And that's the mm-hmm. problem. It's like what makes it where it's inconsistent? Because I have it now to the point where I don't even have to, um, like I could take a piece of paper in the morning and just write out the letters to a phrase of something that I want, and three days mm-hmm. later it shows up. Mm-hmm. Right. But it doesn't always do that, so I'm just trying to figure out, you know, because you were talking about the mindset earlier, and I'm like, well, religion is a mindset for me that I'm really working to try to break myself up. Well, see, that's the key, what you just said there, and it it takes work. And when we talked about earlier, and we talked about all of us have talked about on on, on various different shows how we've been, you know, systematically indoctrinated. So that's not going to go away overnight. It depends on where you're at in your journey. And I've heard other people say similar to what you just said, because subconsciously, remember, if you, if you listen to when we build on the subconscious, remember, the subconscious is always feeding the conscious mind, whether you're aware of it or not. So what tends to happen is when you're, when you're accessing that power, like you just said, but then you find yourself, whether you're conscious of it or not, it just naturally happens, you'll go back to a form of what you're defining as, as praying. Um, now, Always understand this. This is why they instilled a lot of those practices, concepts, and how they indoctrinated us because they know we become our thoughts. And you hear us saying that, and we say that a lot over the last year or so, you become your thoughts. So why I'm telling you all that is for this. I mean, the brothers might be able to also give you uh, some some perspective on this. Um, Why I'm adding that in is you have to change your way of thinking, your thought pattern. Once you condition your thought pattern, you always hear us use the other term, you have to be retaught everything that you were taught. Because, see, that old programming, you know, you're still, like you say, you're in that transition state. But the, the beauty of it is, let's look at the upside to it. You recognize it. Some people don't recognize it. You're recognizing it. So that's step one. So maybe the brothers can also add to that. Right. Well, let me – there's a Ravana room, by the way. So let me add this on. Um, <clears throat> what – like, to elaborate on what Brother Beniti's saying. No, you're really a Sargiti. Nah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking anyway. <laughs> Maybe trying to do brainwashing tactics. See this? Anyway, so, <laughs> so, when, for example, many times people will be like, okay, they're running late to work, right? <laughs> and you will hear people say, I don't want to be late to work. That's right. What your subconscious mind is really recording is that you do want to be late to work because you're using a negation word. The word don't is to negate, okay? So people don't are not aware that words have power, and what we say That's is right. recorded by your subconscious mind and is what is played back. Not what you consciously are asking for, but what you subconsciously are 
bringing forth is what you've recorded over time. Many people be like, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to see you. See, you, the word can't is a negation word. Automatically, it's cannot, right? But we commonly say these phrases don't understand that our subconscious mind really hears cannot. It doesn't hear what you really are asking for, which is, I look forward to seeing you. I'm going to see you in the affirmative. So a lot of times when we say things, we're saying it in the negation sense. We're negating what we're trying to affirm. So it's as simple as that. So what happens is that many times you will uh, do, let's say, an affirmation, write it out on a paper, and then uh, many times it works three days, but then other days it doesn't. Well, somewhere in your subconscious mind, you might have made the intention you wrote on a paper a bigger uh, situation than you thought. What I mean by that is, well, damn, how's that going to happen in three days? We don't even hear that our subconscious and unconscious is working in this fashion. But our subconscious is probably saying, shit, that's a big task to ask for in three days. You understand? Right. So what right. happens is that it takes longer because we made the intention um, of a big episode that normally all the other intentions you made weren't as big of an episode. And the subconscious mind is weighing the size of it, the time frame of it, and so it delays the effect of what you commonly bring into fruition or the results of it. It delays it because the mind, the subconscious mind, made it a bigger situation than what it really was. Remember, in the spiritual realm, time is non-existent. For those who've astral projected, they understand this. For those who've astral traveled, they understand this, that you can be gone in what seems like seven years in an astral state and come back, and it was seven minutes in your sleep. That's right. That's right. And it's not that you weren't gone seven years, because astrally you were. But physically in this third density level, it was only seven minutes. And so time isn't calculated. And time isn't calculated like that when you're when you're traveling. Like it's not exactly. it yeah, calculated on the universe. Remember your um your mental and your astral body is or you, even your emotional body is not limited to the objective laws of the universe. That's, That's right. 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 You can transcend time and space, you know. And you do it all the time actually. When you when you get into a situation where it's some, uh, something that you really fear, you know, um, for example, if you're afraid of spiders and you walk past a spider and you notice that you walk past a spider, in that very moment the fear rises and you lose you lose a sense of time and space. You just in that fear in that you lose moment. A sense of reality because you start going crazy and jumping around like a fool. Man, that happens. Exactly. You forget mm-hmm. about everything that's happening in your environment, and it's just, the only thing that exists then is that moment. That's right. Right. Excellent that's a point. Prime, that's a prime example of how we time travel in our everyday lives. We just don't realize it. So, so you know, sister, long, long story short, you want to you wanna just train your thought pattern. When you, I mean, this is just a tool, and everybody, everybody's going to have their own method. When you feel like you say, back to the point when you were saying, like, uh, you might get that where you find yourself reverting back to what we would call prayer, that's where you gotta you got to train yourself to catch yourself 
Because when you do that, you're going back to a state that's not really a reality because not a question that would follow that question. What is it you're praying to? That's, see, that's the best thing we haven't touched on. So when you say you go to pray, what so-called force deity are you praying to? Can we, if you don't mind. Well, see, no, that would be God for me in the sense that it's it's difficult because of the fact that I have prayed and gotten a verbal response from a male voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. In at different times in my life, so for me, it's I don't look at the God that I learned in church as being okay. Okay. The God that I pray to, but when I, I listen gotcha. to you all, I'm like, uh, okay, I'm, am I still projecting outside of myself and not turning with the annoying? You know why I'm going to say no. You know why I'm going to say no? Because that's why I had asked you the question. Because I'm hearing a definition that you might be labeling it. It might appear to be creating the illusion that it's outside of yourself. But it sounds like, to me, you're just accessing the higher states of your superconsciousness. You get the verbal response. So you might get scenarios where it creates the illusion that this is taking place outside yourself. Because now if you would have said that, oh, I'm, I'm looking at it like as God of the Bible or Jesus, then I would have said, okay, yeah, well, you're, you're, now you're outside of where you need to be. But you didn't say that. You clearly said you don't look at it in that light, shape, form, or fashion. It seems like you're not able to, you, you know that higher state of consciousness is there, but you're not able to maybe clearly identify it, but you didn't give it a monotheistic definition. You're hearing the voice and you're looking at it in the perspective, um, I, I, I'm going to tell you that that's basically you, whether you're conscious of it or not, a, a, a acknowledging your higher self, because you didn't give me any monotheistic definition, and that's why I had to ask that question. Also, um, also I want to add on to that. That's, a, that's what's known as a subjective experience. Correct. Me, meaning that you experienced it, and it was for you to attain whatever you sought from it. But, you know, pretty much nobody nobody in the objective world has experienced that. You know, it's like nobody experienced it when you experienced it pretty much. Right. You know, your own mind, your own higher self, God, or whatever you choose to, you know, whatever makes you comfortable is communicating, right. communicating to you, you know. Oh, okay. So I don't think, long story short, since I don't think you're far off the track. I just think you need to, again, just train the thought process. Um, and if it's coming naturally like that, I would say don't really mess with that part because I think the more you flow with it and go with it, if you're hearing that response, like you say, you've confirmed, you've gotten verbal communication, that's definitely something you want to continue to explore and go with and work with because when you're getting when you're tapping into higher states of consciousness like that and there's verbal confirmation to follow, follow it up. That's a powerful tool. That's, that's something you want to always, anytime it arises, uh, just go with it. That's, that's my best advice to you. I want to, and I want to just add, I just want to add an experience that we all have in this, in these universes, the, the visualization, like for example, or it's known as also, Another form of it is active imagination. You could be sitting down. You could be sitting down at work or something, you know, 
and all of a sudden you start what you start doing what you call daydreaming and you start seeing images or whatever whatever desires you may have deep inside of you and that's also another way that our higher consciousness communicates with us through active imagination if you really pay attention to what you're doing you're subconscious mind is communicating to you at that very time. So you not only get communicated to in your dream state, but also in your awakened state. That's right. So we hope that answers your question, sis. I know I know we went a little further, but I hope that answers your question. Thank you. <laughs> all right. We appreciate you listening. But all I know, all I know is what I'm about to do on this show is I'm going to activate my higher physical senses. My little guy's asleep, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just going to purely on a physical level sex my wife down. That's pretty much it. I'm not even going to make that shit spiritual tonight. That's just right. throw that shit at it. Just pure, pure no, physical. No, I'm going to get into that nocturnal, that nocturnal aspect of the predator nature. And that's going to right. just roar. Roar just <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, brother. No, no, brother. No, brother. You got to do the lock technique, brother. Hold back your sperm, yeah, nigga. Hey. Yeah, nah, that's not tonight. We ain't going to be retaining any of that shit tonight. <laughs> uh, All right, anyway, let's hey, go it's, to... It's funny, it's funny, it's funny, though, because I, I, I was speaking about this recently, though, is these conscious niggas, they always got to make everything so spiritual. spiritual. Nah, but, that's you know, it's like, you know, they, they say, oh, you, you, you know, when you have sex, you're not supposed to leak any sperm or anything like that. Who the oh fuck told you God. you... Who, well, who told you that shit? Like, you know, <laughs> other well, than I guess what? Book. Just call me Leaky Leak, then. That's going to be my new nickname. I'm Leaky Leak. You know, might as well just call me that shit. Because <laughs> DJ, DJ Leaky Leak. DJ Leaky Leak. See, that's the shit that I'm talking about right there. All that crazy, fanatical, spiritual garbage. Let's, 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 let's stop front. Let's not act like every time melanated <laughs> conscious people have sex, it's spiritual. Now, there is a time for it. Don't get me wrong. There is work to do with it when we, you know, tantric and all that stuff. That's all good. But sometimes it's just time for just raw, jungle, passionate, physical. That's it. And let's take a look. See, nobody nobody wants to accept that that wild animal side of themselves. They got to say, no, everything has to be for the spiritual. You you should, you you know, here's the philosophy now is you, you know, you shouldn't, Ejaculate. The only time you ejaculate is when you're supposed to make a kid. Like, who the fuck taught you that shit? Well, 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 here, here, here. That's the one I was going to bring up. Hey, all these, man, listen, all these concepts, that's the first thing I bring up. Anybody that gets into all that spiritual stuff, I said, well, well, you know, if you want to sit there and quote cultural and ancestral systems, there, there were systems, as you just said, where the only time the act of sex took place was for procreational purposes. So any of them coons that are having sex outside of that, I don't care if it's tantric or not, spiritual or not, if they're not procreating, they're violating those cultural laws. Why should I get quiet? Look, bottom line is this. If anybody claim part of the reason that they have sex, whether they're practicing tantric, whether they're practicing spiritual aspects or not, if they sit there and tell you that none of it has to do with pleasure, slap the shit out of that motherfucker for me, please, if I'm not there, because I'm going to tell you that's a bunch of bullshit. See, we, we sit we sit there and we pretend that there is no pleasurable side of the human experience. And part of embracing the human experience is, is, is experiencing extreme heights of physical pleasure. How? What did Ravana Nunes say earlier? 
Vanu said earlier, how can you eliminate something if you wanted to discipline yourself to destroy it? Or I don't even want to say destroy it because I don't agree with that. Not in this sense, in this topic. How can you balance something out? Or how can you master it? Let's use that word. I like that word better. How can you master something if you don't fully understand it? And this is why we say a true master, male or female, learns to appease their desires, whether it's food, whether it's sex, whether whatever. If you're, if you're able to appease it enough to the point where it doesn't consume you, now you're on the correct path. Well, yes, when it consumes you, you're in trouble. But when you sit there and you're struggling and fighting and forcing yourself because you're not at all, you think by avoiding it altogether and not messing with it and turning the other way that that's going to make it go away, this is when you get tortured and taunted. And uh, it, let's also be real. A lot of these mother-effers who practice that and want to be super spooky spiritual with no no ejaculation, none of this, are some of the most uptight, uptight, frustrated, downright, grouchy-ass niggas you could ever meet. Why? That's right. Because you're depriving yourself of a very primal energy and essence that created you. You came into this world through sex. Don't you think it's only logical that you could find a world, a way out of this bullshit through sex? But no. You'd rather just walk around uptight, ball sack ready to fall down because you're, you're so full of bullshit, and you don't ever live a life because you think that you have to. Remember, when we started the show, the first thing we were saying was, People walk around like they have to dissect, eliminate, and discard the very part of them that is human. The very part of them that is a part of the experience for your growth. They feel like they always have to throw it away. They have to destroy it. They have to take it and extreme, go to the extreme measure of no ejaculation. They feel like they have to go to the extreme measure of no sex for six months, a year, two years, three years, whatever the case may be. And these people, if we really analyze them, are very uptight, frustrated, and, and sometimes downright fanatical fools that you have to watch. Because... They are ticking time bombs, seeking an avenue for pleasure. And when you are deprived and you are of a starvation method, you then seek pleasure in oddities that you may have never sought before because that part of yourself is activating the absurd nature of yourself because it is lacking it is seeking and it is desiring. So what happens is you then go into the depths of your perversions, the depths of your um, fetishes, and they can twist and turn and hurt you in an extreme manner. And then you find yourself in a predicament that you never saw before. That's right. People don't understand that that method of extremism was created to control you. It was created to control every part of your nature, to take the ego and destroy it, to take your humanity and destroy it, to, for some illusional, delusional purpose of merging into one. One what? 
when you ask them one, they can never really tell you one, one, one what. Because if one is everything and everything is one, then that means every part of my human nature, whether you think so or not, is a part of that one, which means the sex, which means the fighting, the anger, the cursing, all that is a part of one. Because to be one, it means you're a totality of everything that exists. So to take any part away from that and say, I only focus on this, means you're not really one anymore. You're just focusing on what you like, what you think makes you greater than human, but you're forgetting that you're still human and you're forgetting to live in your human state and understand it, master it, to become something more powerful than you could imagine. That's right. Excellent point. Um, let's let's uh, read a few more comments online. Uh, uh, Akidra types in a couple couple. <laughs> she types in a couple good ones, man. I gotta read some of these. Uh, I like this one up here. When we were talking about uh, being outdoors and uh, meditation, things of that, and in the nude types in, I'm all for nudity from experience. When you are nude, doing anything, yoga, stretching, meditation, house cleaning. I gotta come to your house when you're cleaning. I gotta check that out. Yeah, your body it. feels. Do you twerk? <laughs> your body feels lighter, as strange as it sounds, more free. No, most definitely, that's not strange. That's that's definitely a fact from those that have ever done that. Uh, it's a totally different feeling. Uh, like Ravana Noon was talking about earlier, uh, with the fact of the more powerful energy and the nocturnal hours of the day. In addition to that, I could definitely attest to that. Uh, Let's uh some other ones you type down here, which I think is kinda uh um where is it? Uh she types in uh, one more read one more. I can't read everybody's comment, I'm just kinda skipping through them because there's too many tonight. Everybody's chat typing in tonight. Uh you don't have to stop in reference to praying, she typed in something good earlier. Uh you don't have to stop praying, just tweak the act. This is a good point right here. This is a way to retrain the mind. This is why I want to read this one. I think this is important. When Christians pray, they are thanking their Jesus for things and asking for things. Uh, she goes on to say, I'm a verbal person, so I, so I make small requests of myself, thank myself for noticing situations. This is really powerful. My chit-chats have changed from talking to so-called God to talking to my highest self. And we mentioned something a few weeks ago, and definitely appreciate that comment. Um, affirmations or affirming that would be kind of that concept as as was just as she just kind of explained there, talking to your higher self, activating the super consciousness. Now, there's a difference between affirmations because affirmations is trying to affirm a certain point. And when you recite a particular affirmation, it, it awakens and heightens those higher states of consciousness. So I've always said that, uh, you know, for a while over the years, do not confuse affirmations with the act per se of the Christian concept or the Islamic or the Judaic concept of praying, it's not the same thing. Um, that would kind of be something similar, not not, not exactly, but very similar. Um, and that would be a good, uh, you know, way for the sister that we were talking to earlier on the phone from Michigan, uh, how to look at it. And so definitely appreciate that comment. That was right on point. Um, let's go see if we can take a couple more calls. We're going to take a few more because I'm ready to smash. So we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, smash a rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if we can uh, squeeze. Oh, and then I'll, I'm going to get, I want to read Seth, Seth Atten's, uh online comment after. He typed in something good earlier. Oh, I'm going to get him next. Uh, let's go to, we got on the phone. 
Yeah, yeah, excuse me, man. It's a tablet. I'm new. Oh, let's see. We got my boy, my, my boy, Satuk. I haven't seen him in a minute. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. Satuk, you're on the phone, brother. Can you hear me, Satuk? Uh, maybe I just listen. Doing some smashing early. Yeah, I think the took start smashing already. <laughs> All right, I guess he can't hear us. I haven't seen him in a, in a while. I thought I plug him. All right, let's let's go to uh, let's see Illinois on the call here. Illinois, you're on the call. Do you have a question or a comment, Illinois? Oh, hold on, we lost you. Let me see if I can get you back. Hold on. Okay, we got Illinois. You're on the call. Do you got a question or a comment, Illinois? Anybody there from Illinois? I kind of hear some feedback, but I'm not hearing anybody. All right, one more time. Illinois going once, going twice, going three times. You hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Go ahead. You're loud and clear now. We couldn't hear you. I heard some feedback. Oh, shit. (laughs) I was just out here smoking a cigarette listening to the show. (laughs) Okay, cool. Did you have a question? Or no, a comment, I think or you, just good, you know, uh, just uh, keep it up, boys. Keep it up. All right. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening, man. All right. No problem, bro. All right. You got it. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, I got two calls on the line from, from uh, Cali, um, so I'm not sure which one. Uh, California, you're on a call. You got a question or a comment? California. Hey, it's me again. No question, but I got a comment. Okay. Sorry, All right. no, twerking, no twerking over here. Not enough ass. Don't mind Jamaican style. And that's it. All right. We appreciate it. All right. All right. All right. So let me go to this other California call. I must, have, I must have brought up the same call. We got another caller on the line from California. You got a question or a comment? California. Oh, I'm just listening, soaking up the knowledge. Thank you. All right. We appreciate it. Thank you, sis. Nope. All right. Let's go back to online. Then we'll take two more calls. We've got a couple more calls in the queue. I'll try to finish everybody. Then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Brother Seth App, and I typed in earlier. I like everybody taking the name Seth, man. I like that shit. It's fucking very evil. I like that. All right. Uh, Seth App, and I typed in earlier, says, uh, hold on. I feel all important with my tablet and shit here. It says, brothers, what you all don't know is that people from the Caribbean who are living in the Caribbean. Oh, we, I'm sorry. I read that one earlier. Oh, here's the other one. Let me skip that. Uh, types in here. Our lives here on earth. This is the one I wanted to read. Our lives here on earth were never determined by society. Very true. But the universe from where we came, societal laws and morals through those seem to bring order aid, aid in allowing chaos to sidetrack us. But that we must be willing to use this chaotic energy to bring order within the subconscious mind. And that's pretty much, I wanted to read that because that's pretty much the point we've been trying to draw home because as we've said a million times, before you can have order, you have to have chaos first. Everything emerged out of the chaos slash darkness uh, slash blackness, whatever the hell you need to get you to grasp that. So all that shit coming to the light, that's a big illusion because light is what brings the blindness. Light is what brings disorganization. Light light is what is the first stages of the chaos, not the darkness. People confuse the two because out of the darkness comes the chaos and out of the chaos comes the order. And we did that when we did a whole series on chaos energy and we got into heavy alchemy that night. If you go back and listen to the show, 
it was, uh, I won't say a couple months, maybe about a month and a half ago, two months ago, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But you can go into the archives and listen to that. And understanding that mental concept is important because it will help you in your higher states of consciousness via your meditations, your rituals, um, and as we talked earlier, the seven hermetic principles um, is really tapping in to that level of information. And like I said, we've all, we've all thrown that out a million times. We've done shows on the seven hermetic principles. Go back and listen to them, and you'll, you'll pretty much see that. All right, uh, one more comment, then we'll go take a couple more calls, and that's it. We're going to wrap this thing up. I think we got most of the comments. Uh, again, I can't read all of them. I know some have typed in multiple comments. I'm just trying to point out some of the key ones. Oh, Jagasu, I've got to get my boy Jagasu. He typed in something. Jagasu has got a great sense of humor. And he's always types in some funny shit to me. Anyway, it's funny to me. Um, when we were talking about uh, female creatures of the night, things of that nature, um, he had typed in earlier. Is this why at night some strippers have that energy? Most definitely. And I can tell you that from uh, going to strip oh, clubs and things of yes. that nature. Yes, yes, I do go to strip clubs occasionally, once in a blue moon. Not like I did when I was younger. Um, oh, those days are over. I'm too old for that shit. But once, once in a blue moon, you know, I, you know, I know that's not spiritual, you know, so, you know, you shouldn't say that out loud. Very evil, brother. <laughs> that's evil. But, yeah, every, every now and then I like to go watch a couple of acid shake. I'm not going to uh, right. no shame. I ain't got no shame saying that. So if you don't like that shit and you think, if you say, oh, my God, how can you say that? Then you're religious as hell and you don't understand anything. Uh, that's how you appease your desire. So notice I said once in the blue moon I'll go now. Not like when I was younger. I might have gone every other weekend or some shit like that when I was in my 20s. I don't do that shit no more. Funny, that, the blue funny moon. that you say blue moon because there used to be a strip club in Atlanta I used to go to. <laughs> oh, shit. All, this, all the bones. Yeah, all, all the fucking bones is coming out of the closet now. Yes, brother. That's right. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's go back to the phone. Let's see. I'm going to try one more time see if I get my boy to talk on the phone. He's still there. I know he listens sometimes at work, so he might have had to step away. Let's try one more time see if we can get him. Hold on. No, he hasn't been here in a few, so. Can you hear me? Satuk. Yeah, we got you, Satuk. You're on the phone, brother. What's going on? Big bro? Bro? How you doing, big bro? Everything is good, brother. How you doing? You got a question, comment, or you just want to say something, or uh, what's going on, brother? Well, I mean, just really a comment. Um, You know, you uh, helped uh, build my foundation as far as where I'm at spiritually right now. Um, right. I, I know I kind of lost touch a little bit. Uh, with time, but um, things been moving in, in an incredible, beautiful way uh, as far as spiritually. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of questions when I get to see you personally. I like, um, you know, the class right. and all that. But, uh, you right. know, I love the radio show. Every time I get a little chance, I try to uh, listen to uh, to y'all, your y'all brothers' um, teaching and all that. It's great, man. Uh, again, I say a thank you. It's a great blessing, and you know, keep doing your thing, man. No doubt. If you're able, if you're able, brother, May 14th, uh, we're doing the next class down at uh, Sophia's uh, Garden of Matt. We'll be doing some drumming and stuff. So if you're able, I know I know your work schedule and stuff changed, and I know right. you're doing some stuff. But, uh, yeah, definitely hit me up. Uh, um, but like I say, on the 14th, if you can come down on the 14th, uh, definitely come through. Uh, we had one a couple of weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago was good. But, I, again, I know you're busy. It's, it's, you ain't got to justify you know, why yeah. you ain't been able to come around. But, uh, no, nah, I definitely appreciate the feedback. The brothers appreciate it. And if you're able to come through on the 14th, man, come swing through, man. And uh, the drumming's off the chain, man. So be prepared to dance, move, shake yeah. some of that energy. 
powerful shit, yeah. man. Bring the wifey, too. If you can, bring oh. the wife, too. All oh, right. I appreciate that, big bro. Thank you very much. All right, right. you got it. You got it. All right, good to hear from the brother. Yeah, let me get uh, still figuring this damn tablet out. I got it now. All right. All right, let's. Uh, all right, we got two more callers, and then that's it. We're going to wrap it up. All right, uh, let's go to on the call. We got Texas on the call. I got a question or a comment. <laughs> Greetings, brothers. Um, Enjoying the call. Uh, I just have to say that um, Ravana Noon, brother Ravana Noon, when he said he was outside, I got up and I walked outside. It's just beautiful out here. I've been walking the property, and I just have to say, you know, you all always, and you always talk about this kumbaya and tree hugger. So I have to admit that I am a tree hugger. I just have to tell you. Guys. Hey, <laughs> hey, but that's um, that's, away. that's away. okay. Go away. <laughs> That's okay, but hey, but you know what? We were just, Hold on, let me ask though. Does a tree hug you back? Yes, it does. <laughs> I tell you. All right, then okay. you're all good. Then you're doing good. But can I yeah. ask you another question? Can I ask sure. you another question? Don't don't okay. take it personal. Are you hugging the tree naked or are you are you dressed? No, I'm dressed. I'm, I don't have oh, okay. I don't have the audacity to do that yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, but on, no. seriously, but the very fact that you can be honest. And I know you. I know you made. A, I think it was you a couple of weeks back made a similar comment uh, where and it, you you kind of on that whole. Even though we joke around, we say kumbaya vibe. We just <laughs> we're just having fun with it. But the very fact that you can be honest and not not you know just agree with what we're saying and just come in. That's what we appreciate. Now again, wherever you're at in your journey, that's personal, and that's mm-hmm. fine. So. If that's your connection for now, that's your connection for now. And it doesn't make you any, any uh, you know, less or greater. Or It's just that's where you're at. But the no, fact but that I, you can be. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, I, I, I say that, you know, I've always been in tune with nature um, as far back as I can go. And when Ravana was talking about the night, I know my mother used to tell me that she would put me down at night. And no matter what, she would come back in the room. I'd be standing up in the middle of the night with my, and she'd come in the room. She said, she'd see my eyes in the middle of the room because I'd be standing up in the middle of the room. So when you, when you were talking about that energy in the night, it just mm. took me back to what my mother was telling me. Um, and right. I know that we, we exchange energy with nature, um, you know, especially the trees. We know that they put out oxygen and we breathe in the oxygen. They take in the carbon dioxide that we breathe out. So that exchange of energy I think is, is important. And it has helped, it has helped me, uh, at one point in time when I had a, um, an injury, I would go and lean mm-hmm. up against the tree. And, and I, got, I, I can say to me personally that I got healing from that. That's my experience. And so, no. Mm-hmm. Let me add this because in, in like ancient, some ancient cultures, when you work with the trees, right, because everything living has a spirit. We know that. Everything right. in nature has a spirit. And has That's energy. right. Some, some people are more connected with trees. Some are more connected with the ocean. Some are more connected with different parts of nature. That's what works with you. You stay at it. But if you check out some ancient cultures, when they did certain rituals or traditions that they kept alive, they would always do it at the night with the tree. What I'm saying is they would connect with the tree at night because the tree during the day sends off a different energy than it does at night. That's right. Always remember that. 
never lose that part of yourself because that is that part of yourself that will always keep you connected to your root, to your grounded self, and keep you connected to nature. But the reason we just say that is because you have the extreme of people who all they want to do is be flighty and floaty and connect with nature on some uh, scary way, some, like, fairy tale way instead of really connecting to the energy of the tree, of the ground, of the moon, whatever the case may be. When you do it at night, you'll see it in a different, you'll see it differently and feel it differently than you do in a day. Understand yeah. it that way. And your own experience will lead you to, to really connect with what, what that means. You know, no I've got some pecans right there. I've got four pecan trees, and they haven't been bearing fruit, so... I commanded, well, I lovingly commanded to them that they're going to bear great fruit this season. So I'll report back later on uh, in future broadcasts as the fruit bears. But I can tell that they are mm. blooming a lot fuller than they've ever bloomed before right now. Mm. So, and you know, and it's also, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, another thing that Ravana knew what you said, because it's the same thing how us, like when we talk about melanin, it's the same thing when we absorb the sun's energy to recharge our melanin. And like we said, the high at nighttime, in those nocturnal states of the night, the melanin is more powerful. Well, the tree through photosynthesis, that's the same thing. People don't understand that. The, the way that works, photosynthesis, when the sun is charging those, whether it's trees, plants, giving it life, they too, like Ravana Noon just said, at night, they're actually activating and transferring that energy of growth. It's more powerful at nighttime. It's no different because, like you said, those, those are living and. It's a living entity. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to get butt naked after we hang out and go. I'm going to go out in the back and hug on some trees. <laughs> I, I have one last comment. I know, I know you want to go take care of your personal needs, brother. Um, <laughs> uh, the, when you were talking about um, the, the homosexuals, um, one of the things that I wanted to, to say is that, you know, well, the people that we term as being gay, uh, my experience mm-hmm. with coming across these people that concern themselves or treat themselves or consider themselves to be or act or they are, uh, I find their, their nature, their spirit to be uh, really beautiful spirits. I find that they have no, no inhibition. So they're, they're out there being who they feel like they are. So I would, I would say that I don't have any that are really friends. I do have a couple of family members, and we've had really great conversations about this. And our brother... Um, Sadiki, you Uh talked about this when you said that um, they're a hormonal issue and that they've been hurt in the past. And the conversations that I've had with my, my, these two family members that come from the very, very same family household, they did, they were violated uh, as a young Uh age. And Uh uh, so they haven't really gotten over that, uh, that issue, but nonetheless, they're Uh they're happy. They, they, they don't pretend to be anything that they're not. They don't have any, you know, and, and that's something that I think that we all need to get to, where we just take down those walls that we have and just be true to who we are. And that's the only thing I wanted to say about those people that support themselves to be such. No problem. We definitely appreciate that. All right. Thank you all very much, y'all. Thank all you right. very much. All and right. Y'all have a beautiful week. All right. You too. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. All right. I lost this damn tablet here. I don't know what the hell the light went out. Let's see what's going on here. What's, what's going on? Come on, hold on. Press, press the middle button, brother. Press the middle. No, nah, no, nah, it's not that. It went out. Now nah, I can't. Hold on. 
Which which one of you brothers is gonna run up to run up to the um, grass fields butt naked with Africa Bambata? Uh, no, nigga. <laughs> oh shit! Now you now you open can of worms there, brother. Nah, we'll save that. We'll save that for next week, brother. Uh, hold on, I have to log in. Hold on one second, man. I have to log in on it. I don't know what the hell happened. Things just went. I don't know if it was the battery, but let me just see if I can log in. What brother? Uh, not Sprint. I just got it. It's a good tablet. I think. Yeah. I, I remember. I remember this. I remember this nigga Ravana used to be up at the river doing yoga and shit every day. Give me a minute. I'm gonna try. I'm logging in on the laptop. So let's see if I could. Uh, I remember when the star was at the ball, and he came in there wearing all green like he was Mel Chesedek. Hey, I was yeah, I was yeah. I was smoked out like a motherfucker at that time, man. I I, I really was yeah. like, looking for riskians to come out the fucking ceiling and shit, you know. Yep, that nigga yeah. was wide eyed, dude. That nigga was wide eyed. That nigga was a straight conscious cone, man. Straight conscious cone. <laughs> <laughs> wearing the African yeah. garb and shit, you know, wearing the Jesus sandals and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna log in so we can finish up, man. We're just gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Let me. Uh, I remember, I remember, Ravana used to wear the white Jesus robe all the time. Nah, nigga. <laughs> that, that was yeah. about the last shit that back then, nigga. Yeah, nah, I nigga, that was. You was Jesus, nigga. <laughs> I was on, I was on Obatala vibe back then. Yeah, y'all niggas, y'all niggas need help, man. <laughs> Y'all need help. It's coming up, man. Bear with me. It should be about another minute. I'm just, I'm just going on to the last side. I think that the battery just died up. Hold on. Here we go. Not sure what happened, man. The, the thing was well charged, man. Hey, brother Ravana. Brother Ravana, you're, you're no longer a fruitarian, brother? Nah, brother. Never was a fruitarian, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Every every contraption of technology at your disposal right now, don't. You? Yeah. Man, I'm like, I'm on the I'm on the droid. I got the tablet. I got the laptop over here. And he got the, and he got the. Oh, damn, ESPN. Nigga. He's watching the NFL draft. And I got the NFL draft on on the 52 inch over here. Yeah. And they got every every technology at disposal. Hold on one sec. Let me log in, yeah, man. Hey, that's evil, man. The more evil you are, the better it is, brother. Hey, people don't know we people don't know we do uh, extra shit. We do extra shit while we be teaching and shit. Most definitely. Hold on, log in so I get on this call with you here. Hold on a second. (sighs) By the sister from Texas, you're not muted yet, so just be careful what you say. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I want to careful. I want you to say. I want you to say not like. Yeah, I don't want you to say, like, you know, I got, like, three midgets in here or something like that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing, right, y'all. I, y'all are funny. Y'all are funny. Uh, all right. All right. I got you now. I'm going to mute you now. Right. Every, time, every time we do a show, Ravonna Noon lights a candle over there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking right. about. Every time we're doing a show, you got a midget rubbing your ass, another one rubbing your dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to mute you, sister. Thank you for calling. We're going to officially mute you My now. Pleasure. So you can say whatever you want. All right. Thank you. You got two midgets over there with alligator toes, brother. Yeah. Okay, brother. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This nigga Yo, got Jesus sandals talking about he's an occultist. Yeah, you guys got two androgynous <laughs> prostitutes passing them off as females and shit over there. No. <laughs> that nigga, that nigga, <laughs> that nigga Ravana know he, he sees the androgynous beings all the time on OBT, nigga. I'm um, willing to end. I think what we're going to do, brothers, that's, that's, I think that's good for this evening. I think it was a good show. I think we uh, veered into a lot of areas, uh, you know, that were pertinent. I think we touched on a lot of topics. Uh, good feedback, man. I think we opened some doors, um, again, on topics that a lot of people don't like to talk about. And, again, like we said in the beginning of the show, we're speaking from experience, man. This is, you know, we like to clown and have fun. That's that's our style. That's what we do. Uh, I don't want to front, like, apologize for it because then I'd be pretending like I really gave a shit, so I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> uh, you know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I couldn't care. I'm not going to lose no sleep over it. Trust me when I tell you that. Um, it is what it is. Um, this is this is the point. We want, to, we want people to experience for themselves, live the experience, stop reading about it. Um, and raise yourself up to the reality of it. That's the best I can say. So why don't we go ahead and um, give our closing uh, comments and contact information and things of that nature. All right. Well, let me say this. Uh, As we always say, do the work. But this time I'm going to put a little twist to it. Not only do the work, but learn to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to do things that you commonly uh, wouldn't do. For example, if you are an exercise fanatic, push yourself a little harder. Push yourself a little harder when you do your magical work. See what, what, what avenues can you open up. Do these things because I'll tell you, right now the condition and the way that things are, you have to learn to empower yourself and master yourself. If you don't do these things, then the only thing you're going to have is an excuse for why you failed. You have to push yourself to succeed and not to fail. It's Failure the white man while I'm failed. I failed because the white that's man. That's right. That's right. That's what you got to do, man. When, you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're a bum and you're not successful in life and you can't do anything, just blame All you got to do is if you're melanated, just blame the white man. And that's, that's right. your scapegoat. That, that's convenient. for everything. But you have to challenge yourself. to On this dark science, this dark path, Everything is about challenging yourself to break new grounds. Whether it's physically, your your body physically should work, push it to work at an optimal level. Because there's a lot of work you have to do within, with the energy work within. Subconsciously, you have to break new ground. You have to expose things that you are commonly hiding, running from, or afraid to deal with. Push yourself. And you will see results in a way that you never thought was possible in a way that will bring you to a higher level. But with that, uh, if you want to get in touch with myself, my uh, Facebook page. Well, not, not, uh, not touch us, not touch, not touch himself, but in touch with him. Okay. <laughs> get in touch with me. Get in touch. Well, if you want to touch me, y'all can, you know, just send me. <laughs> anyway, but just Ravana Noon, R-A-V-A-N-A. N-U-N, that's on Facebook. You can email me at Ravana Noon, same name, at Outlook.com. Or you can go on my uh, 
uh, Google Plus page. I have two of them, but you can reach me there at uh, Dark Occultist 99, and I have some videos up there, uh, and that's on YouTube. Uh, and also get in touch with us at Awakening Universal Minds on Facebook. Comments, questions, concerns, leave them there. Peace. All right, appreciate that, brother Ravana Noon. And let me give you Ravana Noon's other social media page, Big Booty Smash. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> keep, that, keep that one on DL, brother. That's or, um, or or Hicksos booty. That's his no, other no one. Hicksos, no Hicksos, brother. Hey, I don't. <laughs> hey, don't. Hey, hey, I don't discriminate. Eight to eighty, blind, cripple, and crazy. That's all I got to say. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead, brother. It's It's brother Sarkey. And my um, <clears throat> my last comment is, you know, something that people can do now tonight. You know, if you do have the time. <clears throat> is um it's a waning it's a waning moon, you know, which represents, you know, release, vanishing, things of that nature. That's right. So, you know, you can um focus on a fear or something that you have a fear or something that you have that burdens you <clears throat> and you can pretty much reprogram your subconscious to, you know, um help you you know, rewrite that story. Say if you have a fear, you you was getting bullied and shit years ago, you know, tonight you can rewrite that fear by seeing yourself come out on top in your mind and use whatever tools that can bring you back to that moment of fear, you know, which you can use, you can use certain sounds like music, certain songs, or whatever that may be. That means you're going to banish that fruity nigga out of you? All right, that's it. (laughs) 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 No, but, uh, yeah, you can banish, you know, banish the um, pretty much things that burden you because the reason why this is a good moon, you know, this is a good time to do that is because the waning moon is turned, the moon is turning dark and the light is pretty much, vanishing if you want to say and that represents that represents you know also banishing of consciousness and this moon energy of course if you don't know the moon relates to the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind the light moon the full moon represents full power of the subconscious mind the dark moon represents full power of the unconscious mind but these relate to your primal mind. And uh, these energies you can work with, this, this energy you can work with tonight to help relieve yourself of a burden. And you, like I said, you you know, you being the master, you can do the ritual in a way that fits you. You don't have to fucking light a candle. You don't have to do all that. But if you do want to, do that too. You know, it doesn't matter. Do what you feel is right. But I just threw that out there. You know, because this this is a time where you can work some magic for yourself. You know, <clears throat> but uh, that's my last comment. And if you want to contact me at Sargedi A U S A R G H E D E at Yahoo dot com, you can contact me on Facebook at Sargedi. You can contact our <clears throat> our uh, Facebook page, Awakening Universal Minds. Peace. Well, real quick before Brother Vanini finishes, also. Those in the Orlando, Tampa area, if you guys are interested 
and myself and Asar doing a class in this area, Orlando, Tampa area. You can contact us and let us know. We're always willing to do that. We uh, ourselves have to be more active. Brother Veniti is always on the go. He's doing his shit, but we got to do some Hell shit. Hell, yeah. Shit, we slack the fuck off down here. Yeah, we got to do some shit now. So if y'all want some that's shit. All, that's, all that, that's all that midget <laughs> porn that you guys watched down there. Over there. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Well, you know, we don't charge for these lectures. We don't just nah. set up the venue, set up the place. We'll be that's there. That's it. That's all right? it. So just, just let us know. This, this, it's time to bring it to y'all face-to-face so y'all can get familiar with some of the workings of what we do. Definitely, most definitely. You know, I just want to add something Brother Sarr said before I close, and I, I sent it to the brothers yesterday just because uh, we communicate on the side, and, and he's correct with the type of energy with the moon right now. And one thing that I work with hard is, is candle magic. Uh, it's more of a visualization thing, not not a, a, you know, light a candle and my wishes decide. That, that's all bullshit. That shit that's don't work. Disney. That's Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's the visualization <laughs> of the colors. Like, for an example, uh, Capricorn is a strong influence with this waning moon right now, and Capricorn is a fast-working sign. Now, when you work in magic under this sign, this is not – you don't want to work magic, uh, you know, as far as uh, bending the will of another. And remember, that, that gets you to a whole other science. I'm not going to fucking get into that right now. But this is an excellent time for quick, like you're saying, quick action to fix something, correct something. So it's a really good time. Like I did uh, root chakra last night and worked with the color red, white for healing, and green to unblock any obstacles in your path that might be preventing you from obtaining uh, avenues of potential with finances. So the green works powerful under the Capricorn sign right now with the wind and moon. Uh, so we haven't really, maybe we, we need to actually maybe do a whole class on uh, working with some of the planetary influences, the moon, the sun, and the astrological signs through working uh, different systems of magic because I think that's key. Um, and this is something, I, I mean, this is one of my personal fields of interest that I work hard, hard at, and I've gotten a lot of results from it. But what's fueled those results, not anything spooky it's the mind power that i put into it and it's not something that i had to do once twice three times it's something you have to stay consistent at because what's fueling it is the intent that you're putting in from your mind power because if you really work correct candle magic you know when you're charging it's all symbolic when you are charging that candle you're charging it with your thought and it's your personal thought that's making the ritual work so um, just wanted to throw that in there. Other than that, you can contact me at huggingtreesnaked.com. Um, that's my person. You're thinking bullshit. I'm going to find somewhere without anybody seeing me because I don't want nobody calling the motherfucking police on me. But I'm going to go hug a tree naked and see what that shit feels like. I want to see if I get anything out of that shit. I just hope you it ain't have, like one you, of those. You, you, you got, you're going to have a green midget jump out the ground, brother. <laughs> nah, I just hope it ain't one of those like pine trees and I get sapped on my nutsack. Then that would be kind of messed up. That kind of ruin the whole experience. Yeah, and you better hope the tree don't grab you back, nigga. <laughs> 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 anyway, anyway, now it's been a good show. I, I actually, I learned a lot listening to the brothers tonight myself, man. I mean, I'm always a student, not just a teacher. I'm a student in the sense that I'm always willing to learn, but I was listening at points earlier when uh, Brother Asar and Brother Ravana Noon were talking, and they were saying some shit. And as I was listening, I was absorbing it. So never always forget, you, you, you can learn regardless of what stage you think you're at. And, you know, I know that there's times where you got to kick back in that student mode 
and, you know, I, I got some information tonight that I'm going to be able to move forward with and apply. And that's why I was saying earlier there's a difference between hearing and listening. Well, we all hear this shit, but, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think you know, enough of us are listening. Uh, but anyway, having said that, again, you can contact us on our Facebook page, uh, comments, uh, suggestions uh, for shows at uh, Awakening I, Universal Minds I think, Facebook I think that's, page. I think what you said is very important because that's the way I view it, too. You know, I'm always a student. I'm a student first before a teacher, actually. Right, you know, but not a follower. Don't don't confuse that with being a follower, though. I just want to stress that. Exactly. So, well, it, it, right. it's, it's, it's the fact that we're continuously learning shit. There you, you know go. I mean? About ourselves, we're continuously growing. Pretty much, if you if you don't if if you're not learning, you're not growing. I mean, that's just what it is. You know, Big if you time. if you if you're like not learning new things about yourself, you're not exploring different aspects of reality. I mean, you're really not fucking growing and you ain't doing shit. That's right. That's an excellent point. And and like Ravana Noon said earlier, you know, in his closing, not only are we going to say do the work, and I like that, you know, challenge yourself. You know what I mean? Take yourself to the limit at whatever it is you're trying to get better at, you know. If you beat your meat, be the best at beating your meat. That's all I got to say. Find new ways to make that shit just don't do what the uh, that one that one teenage nigga did, you know, where he jerked off so many times he killed himself. Don't do that shit now, man. Jesus, how's that even possible, man? <laughs> this nigga, I, yo, this nigga, you gotta this send nigga, me that. I didn't even see that, bro. You gotta send me that shit. How's that possible? Yeah, I'm gonna find that article. That shit is crazy. The nigga he jerked off, you know, so many times. He pretty much he. Um, he ejaculated so many times, the nigga died, you know. D- Damn. <laughs> Holy you what know, did he do? Like, what did he, like, shroon up? What did he just, like, prune up and he just, like, dehydrated himself? I don't know. That nigga, oh, that nigga, that nigga was sitting there all day jerking off. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, do you know how much jacking off you got to do for that shit? <laughs> that shit to kill Damn. your ass. <laughs> Yo, that's some funny shit. You should put that on the Waking Universal Mind page. Beware of of OVO. That's some funny ass shit right there. Oh, I got jokes for that shit, man. That's showing you. That's showing you could never do anything to the extreme, niggas. On on fucking real. But anyway, uh, yeah, Waking Universal Mind's uh, Facebook page. Questions, comments, suggestions for shows. Uh, definitely uh, hit us up there. Um, you can contact me at K H N. Um19 at gmail.com. That is also the email for the talk show, uh show page. Uh, you can also email us there, and you can go to Waking Universal Minds page. Again, that's khnum19 at gmail.com. Uh, I also, you can go to my um, YouTube page. It's Mother Nubia Inc. on YouTube. Just type in Mother Nubia, I-N-C. So it's Mother Space Nubia, Space I-N-C. Uh, also space, space big booty mother Nubia ho. Yeah, dark skin booty lover at yahoo.com. Um, got the Google Plus page. Uh, all the shows are, are archived on there. That link you right to here to talk to. Um, so we we have them also on the Waking Universal Minds page. Everything is archived. You can find them on three, four different spots. So the shows are archived everywhere. They use they and they're linked in for all of our channels. Uh, and on the Mother New Gang video page, there's, there's a bunch of videos up there. The classes and the lectures that we do down here, I also post 
uh, on those uh, web pages. You can check those out. Uh, that's about it. Um, May 14th, I forgot to throw that in there. Just an announcement, a reminder of the upcoming shows. May 14th, if you are in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, 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 my, mind, my mind's all something else right now. If you're in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale <laughs> area, uh, May 14th, uh, come through. We will be doing a, a lecture here. We had, uh, again, like I said, uh, Arlene Bay here this past week, and uh, he was there the week before at the lecture that we did. Um, May 14th, I'll be doing another lecture free. Like Brother Ravonne said, I don't charge. He doesn't charge. We don't charge to do this. We just set up a venue, uh, support the vendors that are there. Um, that's all we ask. Uh, Sister Sophia that runs the spot. Uh, she runes a vegan restaurant. So for all you kale salad eating motherfuckers, they eat kale and <laughs> grass and shit. So all that shit will be out there for you. <laughs> Uh, it's good stuff, though. You know, I eat that, and then I go eat again after I leave there because that shit doesn't do anything for me. But, you know, <laughs> I, I keep it real, 100. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, Kel Sal- Salad eating niggas farting rainbows and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Farting strawberries and <laughs> shit. But, uh, you know, it's free. Oh, yes, it's just support the uh, vendors, support the, uh, you know, the food and things of that nature. And that, that's it. Just contribute, man. Don't, don't be cheap. And if you're one of those coons that complain about paying for crap, man, stay your ass on. You know, <laughs> Straight up. I can't stand that whining and crying crap. <laughs> Why y'all got to charge? Yeah, see, I kick people out of my lectures that complain if they don't even want to support on any level, man. Buy yeah. books, make, yeah. make yeah. a donation. Yeah. You already know the nigga that's complaining that he a broke-ass nigga anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, just, he can't even afford a cheeseburger off the dollar menu at McDonald's and shit. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. That's all we got. Good night. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, another good show. And uh, I don't know if we're going to continue this topic or come up with a new one. We're not sure. We kind of just we kind of just uh, wing it, and we'll see what the week brings next week. We'll get together with the brothers. We'll all get together and figure out what topic. Maybe we'll continue this topic or... Maybe we'll come up with something new. All right. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Peace. Good night. We'll see you next Thursday. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.